This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Divity. This is a comic book show where you take the books from the past week that came out from your favorite publishers and recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then you give you recommendations for comic books that are coming out this week, which is Tuesday and Wednesday, that we think you should pick up. Yeah. So... There's also this uh, this other element to the show where we talk about comic book movies or comic book industry stuff. Like we talked about Substack probably to death at this point, not just on this show, but also on this channel. Uh, but we also talk about the phenomenons that take place within the industry or surrounding that industry, such as it is with the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer leak, which I want to talk about at some point. And we'll do that during okay. the show. But before we do that, a little bit of house cleaning, and then we're going to get into the comics. And then we'll talk a little bit about the trailer leak and the phenomenon surrounding that. Because I anticipate, based on industry sources, okay. that there might be a drop to mitigate the trailer leak maybe during or shortly after our show. Ooh. So I don't want to get people excited because that's part of the element of the, of the discussion I want to have about No Way Home. But uh, before we get into it, I want to say to our, uh, our our amazing audience out there, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, thank you for being here. Secondly, yeah. this show is sponsored by you. If you want to help us out, you can do so by using the Super Chats. And number three, uh, if you did sample the leak of the No Way Home trailer, which I think it's been confirmed is absolutely accurate, uh, Please try to avoid spoiling the trailer in the comments because it takes some work to get the trailer leak. And those who want to know have sought it out. Those who don't, you don't know, try to avoid just dropping random spoilers in the chat, especially if the trailer is imminent. And yeah. Who, who knows? It could be in an hour, it could be in a month. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we really don't know. Movie isn't supposed to come out until December, so they could release it in November for all we know. Mm -hmm. Probably more likely not. Right. Probably more likely before Shang-Chi. But I just wanted to give a little bit of warning up front. Please try to avoid the spoilers in chat. Don't ruin it for everybody else. Uh, also, if you want to support this channel, and you can't do so by using Super Chats or Patreon, by the way, if you want to help us out there, patreon.com slash The best, the absolute number one, bar none, no holds barred, die in the wool way to help out this channel and youtube.com slash comic pop is to subscribe to said channels. If you haven't already, if you're just catching the show for the first time or maybe for the third time, you know, like I kind of dig these people. I promise you it costs nothing. There's no obligation. There's no expectation, but it does help us out if you subscribe mm -hmm. and give videos that we make likes. Uh, just this past week here on Comic Pop Returns, our supplemental channel, we uh, released not only a episode of the soon-to-be-changed The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Is it really changing? Well, you mentioned it in the last episode that we taped, so we, maybe oh, well, we Well, I maybe said we that are. just because, you know, we're like... I think it's a good idea to drop the criteria, so maybe. Just the rules. I, I don't know. I like the... I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, but that show dropped. We also dropped an episode uh, of Elseworlds Exchange, which featured... Uh, I believe Stegman and his amazing friends came on. We talked yes. about Substacks so that came out mm -hmm. and an episode of our unboxing show. And it's not your typical unboxing show. And no loot crate sponsorships here. Let me tell you, we did that pass. We, uh, we have a show where we take letters and packages from the audience, the people mm -hmm. who mail us stuff to our PL box address. And we feel like if you're going to send us something, we might as well open it up on camera. So we did it and we do that on a regular basis. Uh, so that episode dropped as well. So three different videos on this channel, not including off the rack, which is happening right now. Yes. Uh, so yeah, if you want to, uh, 
if you, if you want to help us out, the best way to do so, subscribe and give the videos likes. We do really appreciate if you do so. And let us know if you have, you know, if you're like, hey, I sub because of this video. We really appreciate yeah. it. And uh, I'll give you a like right back. So, uh, yeah, before we jump into the comics, let's take a look at some of these super chats. Brian Rowland says, I forgot that Batcat was still a thing. It's taken too long to get out. Also, X-Core still sucks, but Compop and Compop Returns rocks. Oh, thank, thank you, so you much. Brian. I actually, I think I'm off X-Core right now. I'm just going to have to pick up the, the trade. trade when it comes out. Or yeah. as it's tying in to anything in the future, I'll probably go back a little bit. But it just, it's not... Like I said, there's like an X book for everybody. And yes. this one just, just ain't up my isn't. alley. And I'm just like, I'm going to, I think I'm just going to let it go. Cause I think I'd rather. Well, you'd rather just focus your attention on something else. Maybe yeah. spend your money on something that you really believe in. Mm -hmm. And it also helps that you're not just reading a book that you don't like for just to talk about X core being like, Hey, it still sucks. Or, Hey, I still don't respond to it. Right. You know? And that's really what it is for me. I just don't respond to it. That's fair uh elizabeth russell says hey guys i've been wanting to get into green arrow comics i was wondering if you could recommend some comics to start with i think everybody would recommend the jeff lemire run uh me i kind of dug the green the, the the kevin smith run i think it's like it was very penetrable no pun intended or maybe every pun intended but uh, I, I liked that run phil hester's art is fun uh and he tries a lot of different stuff and he gets his he gets his sea legs as the mm -hmm. as the as the book continues but that first arc where he brings ollie back to life i just loved that idea so it's a solid right, retcon idea. I guess if you are new to it, that may not have as much of an impact. No, well, you don't need to because like Smith doesn't want to waste time with retcons. But like that first arc mm. is kind of like playing with and poking fun of retcons. Okay. Uh, Bailey Tollison says, I love your content so much. This is the first time I've been able to send some money your way. Keep up the awesome work. Well, thank you, Bailey. And by the you. way, we do appreciate it. Thank you so much. We got a chance to read your comment. But like, again, if you dig us, just sub and that's all we need. But we do really, really appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, let's jump into some books. I guess I'll talk about Batcat really quick. Okay, did that come out this week? It did. I'm, I'm, I haven't been on this book in no, no, uh, no. five issues now. That's right. It's, it's only been <laughs> six issues of a twelve issue mini, and it feels like it's been going on for a while. But I know they went to uh, every two months. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, they did go every two months, mm -hmm. uh, which you know, what are you gonna do? But there it is uh, from Tom King and, Play and Clay Man, but not for long because Liam Sharp is apparently taking over penciling duties from Clay Man, okay. which is going to really change the tone and feel of this book, okay. which for a lot of people is kind of like, oh, it's still coming out. Uh, I, uh, I still really, really enjoy it, despite my uh, on record condemnation of the Tom King Batman run. I find this more palatable mm. uh, for one, because it seems to be more of like a self-contained kind of anthology story. On the other, it is just, it's just so good looking. <laughs> right. Okay. It's just such a pretty looking book. And, uh, and you know, the, the, I don't know if there's even like really that strong a thematic element to it. It's just kind of an engaging story and it's a fun window into a possible future slash present for Batman. That's mm -hmm. very, yeah, I don't know. Palatable. It's right. normal. It seems like it's just pretty, pretty engaging. Plus, he gets to play with the uh, with the phantasm and the animated universe, which of course everybody enjoys. Yeah. Uh, so I don't blame them for doing that. But the uh, the the insistence on Joker and Catwoman's relationship is really like at the fore for this issue. Um, we see uh, Catwoman engage with. Is it her... like an advent calendar? Yes, the whole book has opened as an advent calendar. Each window in Wayne Manor has been an issue, and each issue has had like a, a a lyric from joy to the world the song because the whole thing is a christmas book no they're all they're all christmas songs yeah that's true but the whole the last like four or five issues have been just focusing on that one song oh really yeah oh because each of those are their own songs yes wow 
right? Okay. Yeah, and it wasn't billed as a Christmas see, book when I it came out. Really, like you know, I like the holidays. Yes. I just, I just, I am that person. I'm just like, ooh, like, we I, hit fall, and I'm like, it's it's time for all the best times. That's right. That's Even right. though I prefer warmer weather, mm -hmm. it turns out. Yeah. Unless it's too hot. Oh, naturally. You can always get but warmer. This has got, you know, it's got phantasm in it. It's, you know, Batman and, and, and Catwoman. I like them. Yes. Maybe I didn't like King's Run on them originally, but I like him telling stories. Mm-hmm. And just I just could not get into this. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of people aren't getting into this, and okay. I don't blame them. Uh, there's a funny moment because you know it takes place in three different time periods, uh, or at least two. I don't know if like you can really count the past, but the point being, um, Catwoman when she's older goes crime fighting with her daughter Helena mm -hmm. and puts on her like 1940s Catwoman costume, but she's with the dress. Know, yeah, in her <laughs> 70s, so she is just an old woman in this, you know sexy revealing costume mm -hmm. it's kind of funny okay. i just kind of dug it i was like this is kind of cool right, right, right. Like, i i saw the page out of out of context and i was just like i don't know i think that's kind of neat yeah you know okay and when i read it i just enjoyed it i was just like this is kind of a fun idea i don't know i had no real complaints about it i just don't really i don't really let it let it rub me the wrong way i don't know it's funny because you know a lot of things do right well yes um i do wish it came out more consistently yeah um, yeah me too it would definitely i think more people would be talking about it but instead, people are just skipping it. Well, you forget it. You absolutely do. It's easy sometimes to to forget series, especially when they're like limited series like mm -hmm. this. Um, I feel like Strange Adventures is also like taking forever. It is. Well, literally, they're drawing it. They were drawing it at Awesome Con this weekend. I'm like drawing it. Oh, but the book is done. Like the it's don't you're on the last issue. Mm. If they need the time, take the time. Yeah. I completely understand. Mm -hmm. But I kind of had the feeling it was done, but, uh, I, but yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, that's like messing me up a little bit. Lewis Cox. So is Hickman moving away from X-Men as he was uh, his take was very interesting to me. Tiffany, you want to take this one? You want to talk yeah, about Hickman's um, kind of official stance? The official stance is Inferno will be his last X-Men book for now. Yes. I don't know what for now means. Um, however, I, I heard he's excited for what the new year will bring in terms of like a, a <laughs> of new, revenue from Substance. a new direction for X-Men. Uh, yes. That is the statement that scares the hell out of absolutely, me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, here's something that I heard and read recently. Okay. Uh, it was that uh, apparently uh, Hickman had like a three act structure for his run on X-Men. And Dawn of X was obviously like the first act. Mm -hmm. And he was starting to kind of wane down towards act two. And the creators that were working on all these X-Men books were like, I'm not done playing in this period. Uh -huh. And it just so happened to coincide with Three Earths, Three Moons. The independent project that he's doing through Substack. Where yes. he's like... Well, if you guys aren't done being in Dawn of X and you want to basically delay what I planned on doing for Act 2 with the X-Men for like a year, I'll leave. You guys do whatever you want until Act 2 comes along. As long as you don't do this, and probably by the time the Substack runs out of money, I'll be back to finish up the X-Men. That makes me feel better because whenever you hear New Direction, it sounds like editorials like throwing everything out. Yes. The baby with the bathwater, if you will. Naturally. I don't think that editorial at all is is, is interceding no, no, no. on and this. I'm, and I'm glad because like, but that's just such a terrifying prospect of like taking all this groundwork and throwing it away or yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying he's the only person who can ever write X-Men nor finish this story. No, Duggan's been doing a great job. Yeah, but if he has a plan, like let it, 
take the plan. Run yes. with the plan. And as I understand it, like everyone who's been working on the mm -hmm. run at any point knows yeah. where it's going. So yeah. they know not to disrupt it. Uh, obviously, Dan's last name wasn't on the list. No. So okay. he'll do whatever he can to disrupt it over on the Fantastic Four. Go for it. Oh, he already has. I know. <laughs> That's okay. Hickman also indicated that he wants to work on more Marvel projects that aren't X-Men, which seems kind of weird since he had said that he always wanted to work on X-Men even before Fantastic Four, That's then a, did a seminal listen. run on Fantastic Four, changed the game, created Secret no. Wars, did this whole thing. It's just a, like, this is such a, it's poor form, as Absolutely. Captain Hook would say. Mm -hmm. um, because why have infighting like that? It's so unnecessary. I agree. You know, And now the X-Men are in space and they have their own planet. Where are the Fantastic Four going to go now? Which wasn't. Hickman's idea. I know, I know, but it is now. But he, like, regardless of how you feel about his like leaving for right now, for the time being, um, he does. He's a team player. Yes, he's, oh, he's certainly a good leader. So that's kind of cool. He'd be very good at editing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also read Sinister War number three or four, mm -hmm. four. Yeah, three. It's three. Uh, Sinister War number three from Steve, from Nick Spencer and Ed Brisson, with art by Bagley, Gomez, and Carlos. This uh, is the third out of four chapters for the Sinister War Mega Spider-Man event that no one's reading. Uh, it's a big... It, <laughs> Why does he have toes? Because because Brian Hitch drew it. This is weird. You know, because it's a sock. I know, I know, I know in my head it is. I don't know why, I, I don't know why, I, 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 I appreciate... I know... I listen. appreciate his art, but I also hate it. I gotta tell you, I'm not a fan of the coloring style on this. Art. No, and that's not his fault. That's not his fault. Um, and I'm not saying the coloring is bad. I just don't think it's a solid match for this. That's art. the thing. Brian Hitchkin is is made or broken by coloring. It feels like it. Yeah, for sure. It's just I don't think these are. I, I these think are not especially. I think good they're both covers. talented. Yes, but maybe they shouldn't be combined. I completely agree. Uh, hopeful, and maybe Hitch colored it himself. I yeah. don't know, but then don't color your own. No, uh, uh, I will say I uh, I I'm, I enjoyed this issue. It's just a big fight. So, you know, if you want to see Spider-Man, like, fight a lot of characters and not re and and barely get a thought out, mm -hmm. you know, because most of the time, you know, the whole thing is you're reading about Peter Parker. So you want to see his interpretations or his, in his his insight. And he can barely get a thought going because he's being fought by, like, 20 different people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's the fight. Of, it's, it's the fight for his life. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and, you know, the stakes are never have never been higher. Uh, all these all these villains are well, fighting. I, I suppose that's technically true. There's, there's quite a few individuals here af after him. That's right. So, well, and they're know. all fighting for their immortal soul. Like they want, mm. you know, kindred to assure them that they're not going to hell when it's all over, uh, <laughs> which I think is like a weird kind of interpretation. But it's like it's it's it's. <laughs> It's Spencer's, so I can't argue. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, justice for Captain Boomerang. Like, not Captain Boomerang, but the Boomerang, mm -hmm. uh, who had been a, a Spencer darling and was a supporting character for a little while. I yeah. think it's a great send-off for this character because, like, you know, Spencer really cared about this character, really, like, made him part of the cast and mm -hmm. then didn't really do anything interesting with it and literally nobody else wanted to do anything with him. So, like, right. he's like, okay, well, nobody wants to do anything with Boomerang. Here you go. You get your, you get your redemption and now you go. And, like, I'm leaving, so whoever 
you know, the book reads in about two and a half minutes. It's it's a fun book. Is this almost over? Yeah. It's set to be concluded. Yeah. yeah four one, issues? Four issues, but they're also tied in with the Amazing Spider-Man issues, which right. of course, like, you need to read because otherwise you don't know, like, what's going on outside of, like, just a big slap fight. Okay. But uh, it's fun. It, it's a fun looking book. It's got a lot of, like, fun action in it. You get to see a lot of characters you don't normally get to see all at once. Mm. And so, uh, you know, no major complaints about it. Just like, okay, you know, if you're looking for a substanceless book, you can get you you can't you can do worse than Sinister as, War number three as as occasionally I am <laughs> exactly, uh, Psycho Jet Black. Will you guys co do Miracle Man on back issues? Uh, maybe. Was <laughs> you really had to think about that? But I was what? like, does he mean Mister Miracle? Because you did no, it already. No, he doesn't. No, Miracle Man. Yeah, one day. That's the sticker. Oh, thank you, uh, Justin. Got the mustache for the like. We do appreciate it, man. It's a, it's a solid thumbs up. It is a solid thumbs up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Revival. What are your three must-read books currently? Uh, Daredevil, uh, Nightwing, and uh, <laughs> I guess Kang. I don't know why it's bright red on blue. No, but it looks good. See, now I I think that they're a little too they're, they're a little too yeah they're, they're too little they're vibrating yeah it's vibrating off that that screen yeah it's very superhero but yeah but also you know it's a little garish so much what uh what did you read that you want to talk about I don't know I read lots of things this week I read all kinds of things from all over the place mm -hmm. for whatever reason obviously X Men were involved with that naturally um let's talk about Marauders real quick okay I I, I will tell you guys I did not read uh X Corp. No. This week, so we're not going to talk about that one. That's fine. Um, this is this. I got to tell you, like, I like this issue because it just kind of like sums some things up, and like, you know, we're starting um, the Marauders on like a new adventure, and like yeah. we added tempo to the team because they're like, it's like Cyclops at the beginning of this has like, listen, nothing against like tempo making like some sweet booze for us, but like I feel like she could be better used on that <laughs> team, right? And I know she wasn't selected for the X Men, but like maybe she should actually use her powers elsewhere. Sure, we have other teams. Yeah, but like I feel like distilling alcohol quickly is not—it's not the best use of her power, right? Because she, you know, so uh, essentially, uh, post everything that happened after the um, Hellfire Gala, like. Emma's in bed. Mm -hmm. and she's like, okay. So like, really, I had like, I hosted the greatest party ever. <laughs> and I really should be riding high from that. We conquered a planet. But then someone had to go and kill like the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch? Witch at the end of my party. So it's like, I don't even want to get out of bed today. Like, yeah. it's probably not even worth it. Okay. Like all the crap I have to deal with. Yeah. Um, and the cuckoos went after Wilhelmina, part of the Brendy, the kids group um yes. trying to help her out like they fixed her brain mm -hmm. but that also unlocked what her dad had done to her mm. we finished that up here like we get justice in that arena right um just as england is shutting down their gates because the gates are, are going to be off limits right so um they do return but they finish that up um meanwhile in ireland um there's like after the marauder ship blew up yeah essentially or was attacked um afterwards because of what the essentially because of like the crystals they had on there and various other reasons um that ship was helping to transport the drugs mm -hmm. and you know part of like their inner workings so now there's like a shortage on Krakoan drugs going out for just right now oh rip from the headlines <laughs> but it's causing folk to lose it right and there's a warehouse in um in Ireland where 
it is being besieged by two different mob groups mm-hmm. because the because Sebastian Shaw is supposed to you know be giving them their black market version of the drugs yeah. and he doesn't have any right now yeah and so they came to the warehouse where like the legitimate ones are stored to take them sure and it's like an irish mob and like a russian mob is there mm-hmm. and they start fighting and as this is all going down a constable calls um sean cassidy at the beginning i'm not gonna lie there's a really funny sequence at the beginning where he tells siri to call sean cassidy uh-huh. and siri's like okay you have 17 listings for sean cassidy in your phone he's irish right so he's like (laughs) oh that's hilarious he's like call banshee right (laughs) so banshee goes now i i will tell you i'm not sure how cellular technology works in terms of this universe because he's on mars i think right somehow it gets to him sure i don't know Krakoa probably figured it out. Yeah. It's and, a mutant that just is their satellite. Yeah, he goes there, he tries to talk his way out of it, and it all seems like it might be okay um, until there's like an explosion. Mm-hmm. And do you remember those individuals uh, from Madripoor, the ones who, like, if you were injured in a in a fight with a mutant because you're a jerk? Yes. Who went after them and you lost a limb, they like made you robotic and yeah, you uh-huh. hands. Of course. They show up. Oh, geez. To take the drugs and to destroy the warehouses. Naturally. Really just destroy the warehouse because they're trying to, you know, the Verendi are sending them out yes. in order to like stabilize the, the, the Krakoan economy and Krakoa itself. Sure. So they show up and Cassidy's like, okay. So he calls out to Emma and he's, and she's like, oh, hey, Sean, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, cool, I guess. Haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. So, so we got to get the band back together. I'm going to call uh, Husk and Skin. Husk um and what jubilee jubilee yeah. yeah of course um no he's like i need some help okay <laughs> I need the marauders here staff <laughs> so they show up but it's not necessarily the team that we have have grown to to know okay um obviously you know storm is is gone from this now yes so who shows up kitty is there with okay. lockheed emma's there mm-hmm. she shows up and she brings tempo and uh jimbo okay uh, so he's there. Oh, okay. Why not? Why M- not? Mr. Carnation. Yeah. So they're like, eventually, like, they all jump into the fray. Someone's like, what are you going to do? Fix my hems? Right? He's like, look at the size of me. <laughs> and he just beats the hell out of somebody. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, they try to hurt him, but he's Teflon skin. Okay. So he's fine. Oh, great. So we learn a little bit about that. Terrific. Tempo uses her abilities to slow down a bomb that is placed. Yeah. Which has like 23 seconds on the clock, but it's the type of bomb you can't move. So they basically have to evacuate the area. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, as it's coming, uh, counting down to the last, Kitty rushes back in to where Tempo is with the bomb. She's like, prepared to die. Okay. And she's like, I guess I'll go to the resurrection protocols. I don't want to do this, but that's what has to happen here. Sure. Um, and Kitty touches her. Ah. And so the, the explosion just goes through them. But they lose all the drugs in the warehouse. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's not good. Not good. Not good necessarily. Um, Tempo's offered a, a slot on the Marauder. She's like, if this is what every day is going to be like, I, I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> She's like, Kitty's like, listen, that offer isn't going to be around forever. But if you change your mind, let me know. <laughs> pass. I don't care. Tempo's like, that's fair. Like, I didn't say I'd never consider it. But right. like, after today, she's like, mm, probably not. Emma tells the like, Irish mob that's there, like, don't worry. Like, we all, like, Tempo here has already helped to, like, make the plants grow faster. And so we will have new drugs for you soon. And one of the guys, like, the main guy in charge of that was like, my Nana needs her drugs. Right. I'm here for Nana. <laughs> and Emma's like, don't worry. I plucked the name of your Nana from your head and she'll be taken care of. And he's like, 
<laughs> cry. That's nice. Yeah, it's just a sweet, fun little story. Yeah. Um, where we're kind of getting bas- back to brass tacks. Yeah. Um, it does end with like a romance novel passage. Okay. Which is interesting. Is it a Krakoan romance novel? No. Well, I don't know. It doesn't say who it's by. Oh. So this was just, here's an adventure, mm-hmm. which is funny because I'm wondering if this isn't a stopgap because this has to tie into the trial of Magneto mm-hmm. or maybe not. I don't know. Obviously, certain individuals are going to be uh, pulled into that book, but this was just like, hey, like this is what the Marauders were doing yeah. beforehand, before the Hellfire Gala. Now they're dealing with a little bit of the fallout, but getting back to the spirit of the book. Okay. Well, the book has uh, strayed from what it was originally, but not dipping in quality. So why not? No, it definitely. Well, it's shifted around and I I'm not upset about that. You know, we do. We dealt with a lot of character to development for Kitty Pride, Mm -hmm. Kate Pride. Yes. uh, At the beginning of this run. And now it's just really about this team. Uh, Okay. By the way, it was written by Jerry Duggan with art by Ivan Ferrelli. Nice. Okay. Uh, Lewis Cox says, hey, Comic Pop, could the MCU do a version of Uncanny Avengers? It was good. Well, the first run of the comic was really good. Yeah, I can see them doing that, like a kind of a Unity Squad. I think that'd be fun. I think it would come after the fallout of introducing the mutants and having there be the need for a Unity Squad. So I think that's the way to go, is to like not start with an Uncanny Avengers, just kind of start with some X-Men and then see where it goes. Mm. Uh, Joey Amore, I'm helping us out with the super sticker. Thank you very much, Joey. Thank you. Uh, and Deb M says, back issues, more like binge issues. I've been binging it for five years now. You guys always help me work. Uh, by the way, are Colossus or Deadpool not on Krakoa? So Deadpool is not a mutant. No, he's uh, a mutate. So he's, he has not been invited. He has participated. Invited himself? He, he invited himself to the Hellfire Gala, which was off of Krakoa. He has... I believe he's tried to get on. He in his own book, yes. the Kelly Thompson run. Yep. He tried to get onto Krakala. Succeeded uh, in getting on. Yeah, and he t- like teamed up with them briefly in that cable book. So he's involved, but like on the fringe. Colossus really hasn't been involved in much. Which However, I think is he, like a damn shame. I think he's in the Savage Land or something. That's, I guess he attended um, the Hellfire Hell Gala. Gal. Yes, he had, he had a cool he had costume. A killer outfit. Yes, he did. Killer outfit. It's it's like really weird because when they killed Colossus like thirty years ago, mm-hmm. he was off the table for a long time. I and mean, even before that, when he was on the Acolytes, it was like you had this big window of time where there was no Colossus. Yeah. And then they introduced him again during Whedon's run. And it's like he was fun, but again, woefully underutilized outside of like a few key great moments. Mm-hmm. It's like there's there's some there's something there for 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 Piotr to yeah. do something. I'm sure there will be. And there's plenty of time, hopefully, um, for that to happen. And I'm glad they're not just throwing everything at us at once. So yeah. it's like we've just been. You know, characters have been like, in the background of things, yes. and with Nightcrawler in particular, we got to see Kurt come to the forefront with Way of X. Yes, and it's a book that, you know, if you're not reading Way of X, that's fine, yeah. but it gives you an opportunity to, like, hey, this is Nightcrawler. Yeah, if you're into that, so hopefully there will be something like that for Colossus. Someone says in the chat the exact same thing I was thinking, but without any real evidence. I didn't want to bring it up, but they mentioned that they thought the romance novel was written by Pyro. I had the exact same thought. That's funny. Which is really, really weird, weird. And it's, well, like, it's, it's indicative of the writing right because it like immediately sells you on a character and it doesn't even tell you what character it is but you feel like you know which character i guess because like really what it is is they mentioned like an australian accent ah. and like it's really like high on him like it's it is a trashy romance novel excerpt and okay. i'm like why it why would pyro write that right 
Uh, well, why would he why would he tattoo a skull on his face? Uh, <laughs> Ethan Ainsworth, been a bit since I caught you live. You guys rock. Well, thanks, Ethan. Well, thank Appreciate you. it. And uh, Cosmic Reader, despite Toby and Andy uh, possibly showing up, I'm glad the trailer still shows uh, that this is about Tom. It's Tom's film, and we'll make to take the focus off of that. Great. I was hesitant to read it because I was like, I don't want to get into spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. But uh, I'm glad to hear or at least indicate that like the third Spider-Man movie is about the third Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about Wave X then. Yeah. Why not Wave X number five, uh, which is uh, written by Simon Spurrier with art by Bob Quinn. <laughs> so uh, Wave X has been kind of like the Nightcrawler book. It's about Nightcrawler going on a religious awakening. It's, it's it is the Nightcrawler book. It's also the Legion, the Legion book. book. Yes, uh, which was like an unexpected um, twist. Twist, and also I like it. Yeah. I like that he's there. Um, you don't see those two interact. You never saw them really interact. Well, it's just interesting uh, in the back back in the day. While YFX is going on, we started the trial of Magneto, which is obviously dealing with uh, parents and their children. Yeah, and same thing with like Professor X is going through the same thing right now. Yes, which I was like, that's kind of cool. Agreed. Um, this is the last book of YFX before we translate or transition. Transition. Thank you. I was like, what's the transport? I'm like, we're not in Star Trek. You know what it is because he's it's a nightcrawler book. He's guess, transporting all over the place, bamfing all over until, until we bamf on over to onslaught the revelation. There we go. Um, so if you want to continue this storyline, that's where you're going to go. Don't be looking for Way of X number six. No. Um, Instead, if you have been pre-ordering Way of X, transition over to uh, what is it? Onslaught Revelation. Yeah. Number this one. this book this issue made me care a little tiny bit. The oh no bit, yes the tiniest bit about fabian cortez that's a feat that is a that is a colossal what a shock that simon spurrier was behind it he made me care about fabian cortez ever so slightly yes uh in this issue. way to go ice tea <laughs> he made you care more <laughs> but it's true i mean you know fabian cortez uh useless pile of crap he is i mean like he is and he isn't like when you see him he's useless on his own and uh detrimental <laughs> when he's de in a group yeah but could be used for for greater good as abigail brand well she was just using him as a stopgap until she figured out like she could take it oh i can get somebody else yeah an araco uh individual to yes. fill in for him uh who's just way more on board yeah and somehow easier to control than fabian right um this issue kind of gives professor x an opportunity to talk to legion we only hear some of it Mm -hmm. Um, in which like he's upset and like you know he's seemingly disappointed, but also like disappointed and upset. Like Professor X seems to. Like, Ugh, Professor X is really weird in this issue, but he like kind of is. But he's also like he's so written not like he normally is. This is the this is a Professor X we don't normally see, and I assume it's because of the presence of Onslaught. I think it's oh, I sh I think it's that, and I think it's also the fact that he's literally the only people there are Legion and the Zorn. Twins, right, and it's not like they're gossips. No, so he can actually be himself. He yeah. can let the, he can let down the veneer of his yeah, like. They're there to protect his body, but also there to kill um, Legion if yes, if things when, go wrong. Yeah, if anything goes even slightly the wrong way, yes. they're there to take him down. Exactly. So I feel like he's able. He's just Fresh X has an opportunity to just be like, okay, like I can feel something raw mm -hmm. in a way. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like. I I know there's it feels like there's part of Professor X that is like acknowledges the fact that disliking your own son and not knowing how to deal with it is like is, is not his problem. 
Right. It's not Legion's problem to deal with. Yeah. It's his problem. Yeah. Yes. Like, you need to learn how to deal with this. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we kind of get to that point, but also that, like, I think Professor X says, like, he's not going to be able to resurrect. He won't resurrect him. No, Legion, no, Legion, Legion peeps into his yeah, mind. And he, he knows. knows like, that I know he's still going to oppose my resurrection if I don't make it out of this. Yeah. So. So just check that box under my therapy bill. Yeah. So um, Cortez and the Lost. Um, I think she's another, another name, but yeah, but the lost, lost yeah, um, have been fighting yes. one another because Fabian Cortez killed her family, right? And uh, Nightcrawler's been trying to be a, an intermediate intermediary for them, yes, struggling to do so. Legion's like, are you still dealing with this? You have to act, Kurt, right? Like you have to stop talking and do something. Mm -hmm. Which is a fair uh, point to make because for the last four issues, he's been hemming and hawing. He really has been, but. You know, that is Kurt. Like, he wants to do the right thing. He wants to do the peaceful, like, go with the peaceful way. Mm -hmm. um, and so what he does is they're on Mars. And so he takes them, bamps them up high into the atmosphere and then drops them, giving them plenty of time to sort out their differences. Because yes. Cortez is dampening her ability to use her powers. Right. And she could save them. Yes. And so they have to talk. And so like, as they start talking and she's telling her story where she's like, you killed my family and I'm really upset. Like they actually right. are having a connection. <laughs> Onslaught shows up. Right. And like takes over and just feeds or their feeds their hatred for one another. Exactly. And they start fighting. And, he, and essentially Onslaught's like no stories. Right. Like, no. Yeah. You have to just, just feel, just feel, this. <laughs> just feel this, just do this. Mm -hmm. And she dies because Cortez kills her. Right. And he's like, Oh, like I'm like he wakes up and he's like, that wasn't me. They're gonna put me in a hole, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they're gonna they're, like I. That's it. My Such life, as it is with the fate of Fabian Cortez, like my it's life all over. Is over. Yeah, right. And I seemingly due to her death or like whatever Cortez does, which that's why he he powers her up. Yeah, that's how he kills her. Yeah, but when he powers her up, her power is gravity and it pulls the moon Phobos. Yes. Into, into Mars. Mars. Um, which is spectacular. I love the Phobos incident report. Of course I do. Yeah, because it's written by Abigail Well, Brand. it's written and then she has notes. Little notes like, this is not what happened. <laughs> this part? No. no. I heard you. We have sensors everywhere. Because she's on, um, she's not on the keep. She's on the other one. Yes. And so essentially. The other uh, sword ship. Yes. Because she's on the, the OG one around Earth. Seemingly. The, the, the birth. Yeah. Or no. Or whatever um and the keep is over mars to help keep their home planet there safe exactly from whatever um they were the ones meant to handle it right and they're like we tried everything and her like mark is like no you didn't <laughs> like yeah. you 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 like ran around screaming like idiots right like she, i think she says shitting your pants or yes. shitting yourselves <laughs> And then what they did was they called Magneto. Right. That's there's no says. there's no metal on this planet, you idiots. Yeah, that's what she's like. You guys are you have no idea that there's no metal in the moon. Right. So that's not what a, like that's not what a moon is. Yeah. Um, and so Mars would be destroyed. Right. Uh, that said, it wasn't, and so she'll be moving her office there. Yep. Um, they trigger an evacuation. Mm-hmm. Uh. Xavier's like, okay, well, there's nothing I can do. He Legion's doing something. He's yes. building something. Mm -hmm. And like he, he like all of his mind is going towards that, except for like the little bit he's using to talk to Kurt. Right. 
<laughs> over <laughs> Xavier. I love it. Yeah, Xavier's talking. He's he's not even listening. No, he's not listening. Or maybe he is. I don't no, know. He's not because Xavier's like, you're not listening to me. Yeah. Um, the Araco individuals are like screaming at it like, ah, fight us. Kind of like Klingons. Yes. My, oh, God. <laughs> Why are you like this? Xavier does cry. Yeah. Like when he's leaving his son behind. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to have them resurrect you. Right. Like that. I don't care about you xavier like your sorrow does not make me feel bad for you no he needs to grow as a person or like grow as a father the fact is though he is the father in a way of like mutant kind and percoa so he's got a lot going on yeah but But you also have a son right but i'm sure in terms of what moira has planned or what she's worried about Mm -hmm. like dealing with legion is not she's like you don't have time right to deal with your like father son issues no here. <laughs> xavier okay yeah. you do that on your own time mm-hmm. they uh nightcrawler gets cortez like to like back to the planet and is like all right i'll get you out of here i guess i don't know and he's like why they're just gonna throw me in a hole and then i won't be resurrected or they'll put me to the end of the resurrection. it won't yep. matter yeah because i think nightcrawler says that to him he threatens him with that too yeah they're gonna put you at the end of the line and they're ne- because like i'm on the quiet council and i'll I will push for it. And, yeah. and let me guess how you right now, you have no friends there. Right. And he doesn't even say that, but we all know that. Mm-hmm. So Nightcrawler's like, use your powers on me. Right. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. He's like, and like all of it. Yeah. He does so. Nightcrawler has a moment where he's like, I get it. And right. Like, he we, figures it out. We see some key moments from the past few issues. And he's like, I need you to be the person who reminds me when I'm resurrected. Because I won't remember. I won't remember because there's going to be a gap here. Yeah. Um. So you have to tell me, I, I think it's, what is it? The spark. Like, yes. Remind me of the spark and I, and I will get it. Cortez goes through the gate and then um, Nightcrawler uses powers to bamf up to the moon mm-hmm. and bamf it away. Yes. Yeah. He teleports the moon further away. Yeah. And then like, it's, it's really like horrifying. Yes. He's just on the moon and like, he, and he dies. He's he withers a, away. It's well, he's a burnt husk yeah. from its like impact. Right. And then he's like frozen in space. Yeah. So when he's resurrected, though, like the lost is there. She's been resurrected. But Cortez, supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. He used his powers too much and put himself into a comatose state. So he can't remind Kurt. The thing no. that Kurt doesn't even know he needs to be reminded of. And in the healing gardens, they also recommended euthanasia. Yeah. And they said, well, I mean, even if we do, we're going to stick him to the end of the line. Yeah. So, like, we won't bring him back immediately. And then you see that Onslaught's presence is everywhere. Yeah. Now, earlier, um, Kurt figured out with Legion that Onslaught is hiding or feeding on the moments that are lost. Between death and resurrection. Yeah. He's he's like a Langolier. <laughs> it's a decent new status quo for Onslaught. <laughs> That like, you know, when um was it Pixie died? Yes. And she wanted the cheese toasties or yeah. like, whatever. Um, and then she didn't. Yes. Because she like he she forgot that, that moment. Because that moment wasn't there and Onslaught has that. Yeah. I mean, it really is it's not that like he took it from her, it's just that he consumes it and it sustains him or makes him I stronger. guess it, the idea here, I guess, is that like those are the moments that Cerebro doesn't grab, but we're like they die with the person, but I guess he takes it. It's it's that it, you know it's it is? weird. It's it's the Langoliers meets the code that Michael Bolton and Samir write in office space where it's like, okay, so <laughs> they write this code. <laughs> it's a bank code that like takes these fractions of a percent. Yeah. 
uh, and then usually they just go away. But yeah. this 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 virus will uh, shunt it into a into an account. This account is called Onslaught, and it get, and it, get, it makes him stronger. Yes, yes. But he's I love that he like he's feeding on them. Yes, like he's like yeah. Why not? Okay. Um. So yeah, Onslaught is like a Langolier yep. living on death yeah on the the, the memories the, the of, lost moments the lost moments yeah so yes like was, it's superman 3 that's the end of, of way of x transitioning to onslaught uh onslaught obviously has not been dealt with um, no i'm kind of glad onslaught is a a bigger problem than to just have him be dealt with in a five issue like random book that only half the readers are reading yeah yeah uh this is kind of acknowledging an issue and then also resetting it yes the only person well Kurt will still know, mm-hmm. and so will Legion. Yes, but Kurt is now missing a big piece of yes. his own puzzle. That's right. That's um, right. And also, Fabian Cortez is taken off the table, so that's good. Yeah, that's pretty especially great, especially during the trial of Magneto. Yes, when he would be <laughs> a great advocate for him. Yeah, it'll be great when, if, if and when they actually do think to use Onslaught, mm-hmm. like in a in a bigger capacity or mm-hmm. in a more fun capacity, because they yeah. could easily, especially now that Hickman's gone, mm-hmm. it's like, well, we'll just do an Onslaught event. And people would go, where the hell did he come from? And it's like, oh, there's this five-issue miniseries you didn't friggin' read. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Carl Maxi, why can't anyone call Ghost Rider, uh, I guess, to deal with Kindred? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of demons out What's there. What's he dealing with? Right? Nothing. He's busy. Gravishish, nope. uh, popping in to say hi, working from home. Hope you two have and the rest of the gang are doing good. Keep up the A-plus work. Well, thanks, man. Thank you very much. We are. We're trying. <laughs> we try. Shaneo. Uh, or Shenio says, I didn't, I, I don't catch you guys live enough, but you're all wonders. Oh, thank sweet. you. Do you think there's any chance we'll get a version of Amazing Spider-Man number 500 at some point in No Way Home? Be cool to finally see Ben played by Joe, Joe Pesci, obviously. <laughs> nice, my cousin Vinny reference. Tiffany, you pitched this idea y- over a year ago. I did. Like when we saw the movie, you were like, oh, I did. we could see Happy Birthday. That, that, and that, and that only always is in the forefront of my mind because it's easy. I, that's probably one of the first comics that ever made me cry. Yes. So like that moment, yeah, that that's always in my mind. Right? It's like one of the like sweetest moments I've ever read in a comic. Yeah. Right. Um, so I would love to see that yeah. portrayed um in a really faithful and endearing way. It has to be it has to be genuine. Though. Absolutely. Uh it'd be a great <laughs> it could be a terrific post credit scene, but I'd like it to just be the end of the movie. I would too. I would very much so. Um, and like I said, I think it would be a, depending on how the movie goes, obviously I, I'm not one of the people who saw the trailer, the leaked trailer. So I don't, and I almost don't want to. The point is like, well, the trailer, I, here's the thing, you know, it's not in the trailer, regardless of it, what anybody saw uncle freaking bad. No. So like, I, right. But like, depending on how the movie goes, I, I do want it to be there and I want it to be earned though. And I think it would be a fitting way to, to start the like, peter acknowledging and dealing with ben yes yes well Um, not only that and also springboarding peter into the next phase of whatever he's in because mm -hmm. you know like the last three spider-man movies have been intrinsically connected to the mcu Mm -hmm. but also almost at the cost of spider-man's history and i don't mean yeah more like at the expense of it Mm -hmm. it's not that necessarily I, I I've enjoyed all, all like both of the last movies and all of his appearances thereof. Uh, but part of the reason why everybody likes Spider-Man is because he's so relatable and because of the adventures that he goes on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's fun to see Spider-Man interact with these characters when he's going on those Spider-Man adventures. So far, Spider-Man has been on 
other heroes adventures. Yeah. And this, this third movie is Dr. Strange. He's going to be like the hero that he hangs out with. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's cool. Fine. But on the other hand, it'd be cool if there's a transition here where it's like, yes, now we've established Peter is in this universe and mm -hmm. he has like direct connections with a bunch of characters, but going forward, we're going to be focusing. We're going to be narrowing it a little bit, you know, getting a more intimate. Although the last one, it's pretty intimate. You know, it's, it's him and like four people. They go to they go to, you know, Europe. They deal with Mysterio. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I, I you know, I think. See, I, I think that you can do happy birthday without everything that came before it. Totally. And here's why, because this Spider-Man in the MCU came up in a very different heroic world than the Spider-Man of the comics. Did. Yes. There, there's, it's a different time with different heroes being present. Mm -hmm. And this Peter, although technically they're both in high school, obviously we've seen iterations of Peter in the comics in high school and in college. Yes. Um, but written more like an adult. Yes. This is a more faithful. I'm a kid, even though like I am doing crazy things that I shouldn't be doing. Sure. I mean, closer, maybe ultimate Spider-Man, but like, that's because we spent so much more time with him in high school. Yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. he ever graduates. It's like, that's the, that's, <laughs> it's he's so, in high that's school. That's really sad. But that's it. Yeah. Um, but you know, people deal with death in different ways. Right. And so like as a younger person, like I'm sure he dealt with it on the surface for like Aunt May's benefit and totally. for anyone else's around his benefit, but like moving on and filling your day with other things and then getting spider powers and then being whisked away to be in a super heroic world. Literally he, he loses uncle Ben six months before civil war. Yeah. And, and then like, he's never how stopped. Much, how much easier it is to just latch onto that and not think about, your own grief even mm -hmm. if like what you're facing is terrifying and scary you know you're doing it for someone else instead of dealing with yourself and healing yourself exactly so if they decide to go this route it would be a sign of his own maturity of yes. being like like i'm ready to talk i to tried ben. to fill the role with someone else and i lost them and yep. if i had only just dealt with what i had yeah to deal with right maybe that impact would have been different and i would have dealt with that differently as well exactly and, like, that maybe it's time i deal with what the core of this yeah is. because it, it would be a great moment for everyone for like that 30 seconds or for that 15 seconds when he hands him the thing and you can spend it with whoever you want yeah for people to go oh my god have they re is robert Downey Jr. gonna come back right and instead it's uncle ben yeah and he's like yeah and he like, didn't even know he wanted he to see uncle ben. he wanted it and that would be fantastic because like you know in that instance like it, whether or not it's real or it's in his mind like that ben could be like Hey. Hey, kiddo. <laughs> I haven't really been dealing with this. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Um, like, well, you've been, <laughs> you've been busy. Yeah. What have you been up to lately? Yeah. So I think it can be done. Yeah. If they come at it the right way. So I think Feige's capable of it. I just wish they would. Yeah. You know, I just wish they'd just do it. I agree. It would shut up a lot of people who complain about this universe. <laughs> um, Joey Amorum says onslaught last moments are nom nom. <laughs> Patrick Lawson. Hi, Salativity. Visited my first comic stop in over 20 years with my wife. It was her first time going. Uh, got a lot going back with my sons this weekend. Oh, nice. Oh, that's so sweet. That's terrific, man. I love it. Yeah. I love making that a family event. Seriously. Danby 900. The first question Uncle Ben should ask Peter is if when he shows up, uh, where's my suitcase? Peter lost that in Far From Home. He didn't <laughs> care. Yeah, nobody cared. It was, you know, who cares? It was just a little thing. Uh, he also says, I'm still salty about Feige lying about doing some conversation from JSM, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Uh, yeah, he said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Feige said, yeah, well, you're going to get the conversation from JMS's run on uh, Spider-Man between Spider-Man and uh, Aunt May. And then they just didn't. And like, maybe they shot something in a deleted scene. Maybe yeah. they didn't. Maybe he lied. I feel like he did uh, because like 
it's too good a scene. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've heard Marissa Tomei complain about how like her, yeah. she's not being utilized properly. And I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, listen, I'm enjoying, I can enjoy these movies and still recognize that there's faults. Like I thought Spider-Man now, two was like the perfect superhero movie. And I'm like, he's still like a creepy man. Right. Like but he's I, still a terrible <laughs> person in that movie. But now that, you know, we've gone into a new phase where they're not working towards end game. Now is a time that Spider-Man can yeah. move more into what people might be looking for from him because exactly. he's not a hero facing like incalculable odds, right? you know, or in a world where there's like heroes everywhere, more heroes are gone, even though new heroes are, are have cropped up. He doesn't know them that well. Yes, exactly. So, and the one he does know is, is a grumpy old man. Or, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harbulary Harry. I'm sure Sal loves the one more day stuff. Yeah, yeah. In this case, I would love that. Are you kidding me? If it were used, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, go for it, do it. Because, because, <laughs> yeah, it, you're not one more daying my 25 years of history. You're mm-hmm. one more daying this thing that ruined the experience for me watching that movie. Right. Like, I loved that movie, and then they do the identity reveal, and I'm like, you've ruined it. Maybe that's the reason why. I mean, I doubt it, but maybe that's why. Sorry, I'm I'm like somewhere else now. I just mm-hmm. I was like I heard everything you said, and my brain was like, "You've got something totally different to say." So here it comes. Uh-huh. Um, you got two potential Spider-Man. You got Toby and and Andrew and Andrew coming in, yep. right? They both their movies dealt with Uncle Ben. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And you're gonna have this kid who's like, "I'm not dealing with this." Yeah, I am not dealing with Uncle Ben. It's like that's the first thing I did. That's yeah. why we're Spider-Man. What? No, no, it hurts. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> no, but didn't he tell you with great power comes great responsibility? I mean, Andrews didn't really say that. He said something <laughs> like that. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, everybody. Yeah. Let's all let's, let's just all go in there. Hopeful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we both read Moon Knight number two. We did. Uh, this is the you new know, status quo. You said quo. you weren't going to. Yeah, no, but I did. <laughs> uh, moon on number two from uh from mckay and cappuccino uh this is the new status quo for moon Knight. it's like obviously getting the trade ready for the show yeah and uh it's like utilizing multiple you know versions of moon Knight. uh yes. people's fan favorite versions of them mm-hmm. and uh you know moon Knight's dealing with a uh this one you liked uh more than the last one i think i did i mean i i enjoyed the last one mm-hmm. um and i know it introduced um like a new disciple of yes. Kanchu. Yes. Uh, but I felt weirdly like this one was a stronger showing of Moon Knight. It had like some really great splash images, which is just like, it's Moon Knight, people. Yes. Yeah. I think the first one had better or at least more of them. I guess. I really like, there was a couple in here that I like. I that are like, good. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I know. I I liked it. Uh, I liked it as well. Mm. But um, I feel like the the... the the art direction it was more like the 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 blocking of scenes i felt like you know it in this yeah that uh it felt like there was a lot of like wasted space in these long panels where like characters were just like in an empty hallway talking to each other i'm like eh. oh really oh, yeah I, it reminded me was... like like of early ghostbusters when like dan was still getting his sea legs drawing a comic book and it's like just these big long panels of like nothing with two characters talking in it and i'm like he'll get there <laughs> and he did but like okay you know this this felt like there were there were a couple of moments where it's like there are some really spectacular moments obviously the, the <laughs> huge splash of moon knight defeating the villain in the mindscape or as in his own mindscape yeah. it's freaking amazing it's gorgeous. and it's a great like fun um this was this was stronger for the points that you brought up where it was like this is a villain of the week kind of situation mm-hmm. that also manages to tell the the larger story mm-hmm. 
And uh, that's always going to be more successful than just being like a pilot. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. It's why um, the train job is a better episode than like the pilot for Fryer. For, 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 for. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it, it's fine. I, you know, I am not the world's biggest Moon Knight fan. I'm not like I don't like Moon Knight. It's just more like he ain't my favorite superhero. He's never been. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I first read Moon, when I first read Moon Knight regularly, it was as a joke. I met Charlie Houston at New York Comic Con and I'm like, Moon Knight's lame. <laughs> and if you make him cool, I'll buy it up to issue 12. And I did. And like the first issue of uh, the Houston Finch run, I was like, oh my God, okay, never mind. And I read the whole damn run and mm-hmm. I loved it. But uh, that's really it, you know? And then uh, the um, the other run, the Ellis run, I read those six issues and I'm like, these are amazing. But like, they weren't like going anywhere and right. they were just kind of cool. But uh, outside of that, I don't really care about Mark. You know, he doesn't, He's not a character that resonates with me. So, you know, outside of him being cool, that's kind of all he's got for me. What I think I like about this right now, again, I think I mentioned this the last time too, is that it it's, even though it's like supernaturally charged, it's feeling very street level. Yeah. He's taking care of his area. That's true. And I, and I really dig that. I, I, I think a lot of um, teams and characters are doing things a little, uh, a little too big, a little bigger scale. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Moon Knight was involved with the Avengers and that was on a large, Ugh. ridiculous scale. So yeah. to bring him here now and to like be like, I got to take care of my city, my area. Yeah. Take care of these people. They're like, I'm in charge of them. Exactly. And then have someone else like this, this antithesis come along and be like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Right. He's like, but I am. I'm no, like, that's kind of cool. It's yeah. kind of acknowledging what he's his recent past and also just telling some fun stories about Moon Knight. So agreed. I, I kind of dug this. Yeah, I that's might fair. pick up the next one. Hmm. Yeah, I might pick up the next one. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also read uh, Superman and the Authority. I guess I got logged out of Comicsology, but whatever. Superman and the Authority uh, <laughs> from uh, Grant Morrison and uh, Mikhail Yannon. Uh, Superman is forming a team okay. with Manchester Black. This this team introduces John Henry Irons' niece, Steel, and Midnighter and Apollo, and June Moon. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's really more focused about uh, Midnighter, Midnighter, and Apollo, and uh, and Steel, and uh, it's fun. I just enjoyed it. It's it's very Grant Morrison today. Like I used to th- liken but this things. This is the book last time. You're like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, and I I don't really care what this is. Like I, I'm not <laughs> you're just com- enjoying. It's it. just fine. Again, it's a mini series, so it's not like right. And I don't know what the hell is going on with Superman. You know, like Morrison's just doing whatever he wants. Okay, he doesn't care. Right. And like neither should you. Uh, I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, the art's great. The story's fun. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. It's like in a future, Superman's like less strong or something, which like sounds very similar to some other Grant Morrison books I've read. Well, I mean, when you have a character like that, sometimes you do need to set some sort of rules or boundaries because otherwise, why do you need anybody else? Totally. Exactly. Uh, But uh, seeing Midnight and Apollo, uh, first of all, be introduced in this issue was cool. Mm -hmm. Their interaction with Superman's fun. Steel and her whole thing was fun. Mm -hmm. I really liked that character and I liked how they used her. That was where Morrison goes nuts with uh, internet culture. Basically that like this AI becomes self-aware and learns everything from the internet. So it mm-hmm. creates like internet trolls and it creates like toxic masculinity monsters and other stuff like that. Like, everything that Morrison wants to say about the bad parts of the internet, the inter- this AI, this why this, this Wi-Fi consciousness en- engineers uh, sentient life or monsters that like attack her. And you know, she handles it with like, 
dignity yeah. and poise that it's like yeah of course it's like that's how you handle those kind of discourses and she just she blocks them with her hammer ah with the ban hammer of justice her her, her. it was fine i was like this is kind of cute and it was very but it was like you know what if it were anybody else it'd feel like really hacky it still feels hacky but it's done by grant morrison so everyone's gonna forgive it and not complain and i also really don't like mind the idea you know okay. i'm like go for it you know what like if you want to you it, anytime anybody wants to talk about something contemporarily you know, where they're like, I'm going to show you, you know, it feels like a kid in a skateboard with baggy pants being like, yeah, let's talk about bullying. Like, I don't know. It feels a little pandering, uh -huh. but I was like, this is fine. Like it, it is so on brand mm -hmm. and it works in, to such a, it's this, it, if I can't, I have no business complaining about this. If I also appreciated or at the very least forgave vamp energy vampires in final crisis that like, are analogs for editors. You know what I mean? Like if he, if they want to talk about what, what, what bothers them mm -hmm. about culture, right? That this is the place to do it because this is art. So go for it. It's cute. It's it's and it, and it worked. Every time you said Wi-Fi there, all I could think of was ProZD. Yeah. <laughs> Betty Boop was my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi I'd like to marry. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's silly fun. I have okay. no complaints about it. Uh, Al Babbles helping us out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Denial read read the latest Sinister War. I'm officially done with Spencer Spider Man. Like a lot of his run, it just feels like it's stalling for time. Totally no. The the whole the, the Sinister War entirely is wheels spinning. Mm. It could be one issue. Kevin Kruger after seeing Star, I want to see Edric and Annihilus in movies. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I would like to see that. Who's taking over Spider Man? <sighs> Zeb Wells, I think. Oh, and a team. It's going to be like a brand new day where okay. it's like a whole group of people. But I think Zeb Wells is the like engineer. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because you read that. Because I read that for you. Like and I was like, no. yeah, but I like Tellians. So exactly. So I think he needs just. Just give it a shot. Give him another issue or two. And I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Uh, or a complete issue. That's true. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a full issue. Uh, can we speak about Secret Wars movie into existence? And a new Moon Knight art is fabulous. It is. Uh, yeah, I think they are going to make Secret Wars. I think they've all talked about how they want to make Secret Wars into a movie. I think that'd be fine. I mean, you've already established a couple of uh, characters who could easily do that with uh, Black Widow's sister. Yeah. Being a part of like the MCU now. Mm -hmm. You've got like street level there. Obviously, you've got Falcon. Winter, you know what I mean? Like you could make yeah. a new group of people who have to deal with this, especially now that, you know. Well, and they can pluck people from time or space and be like, here you mm -hmm. go. You know, Captain America's back for this one fight, mm -hmm. you know. Um, like I said earlier, I read Kang, uh, Kang the Conqueror, number one of five. Because you were like, it was fun. And I was like, I defy you to make a fun Kang book. Right. Uh, it's written by <laughs> Colin Kelly with art by Jackson Lansing. I don't know why I don't like Kang. But Kang is just such an idiot. I think I it's because he's just a pompous windbag. He's such a tool. Kang's and a he's huge dealing tool. with time travel. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't mind time travel, but like, anyway. Right. So I read this too. Yeah. Uh, the story is Kang goes into the past, into his past, our future, picks mm -hmm. up uh, Nathaniel Richards and takes him on like a quest to engineer a better Kang who won't fail and just shows him all his failures. And he's like, this is how you would beat them. He's just cheating. And, uh, and we find that like the new Nathaniel Richards, uh, you know, defies that Kang. It's just, I, I love this. See, issue. I, okay. I'm not, did you also just assume that that was how it was supposed to play out? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that too. I, I, <laughs> I think that they think they're clever. <laughs> that like, 
you know, you're supposed to think that things are going differently. No, I'm like, this must be how it always goes. Yeah. Also, we we haven't really dealt with the Iron Lad situation. I hope they do, because mm. Iron Lad is also Kang. But uh, I liked it. I thought it was like really well written. I liked the journey. Uh, Nathaniel Richards is an interesting character in this version. Uh, Kang is also rather interesting. I like the idea that, you know, with he's Ravona. Sad. Yeah, that he's always sad. Like, that he's just, I'm Kang. And you, then, like, he, when he, he's Rick. Yeah, he's Rick. Right. That's exactly what this is. Oh, my God. It's Rick and Morty. <laughs> Kang the Conqueror is Rick and Morty. No. Yes, it is. No. Yep, that's exactly what this is. Nathaniel Richards is freaking Morty. He just stole Rick's portal gun. Okay, never mind. No! Enjoy it. I mean, I like it, you know, but it's like clearly that. No, it may- listen, you can have someone be... Anyone can be sad. Mm-hmm. And be held up on that. Yeah. Anyone can have a drinking problem and have access to like multiple versions of themselves and go through time and space. And have a younger like sidekick for no good reason that he de- that he barely tolerates and abuses and constantly. Well, no, I think he needs, I don't think it's a sidekick. I think it's a replacement. Right. Right. Or he's like, maybe but he's, he's but he's always everywhere. He's well, so, well, I liked it. It's a, it's I'm not saying you shouldn't. I by the way, Lansing's art is great. It's only one of five. There's I know. Five issues. Well, that's, 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 this is going. that's how you can do it a Rick and Morty ripoff. You. It could. And I hope it does. And maybe it's not that at all. No, that's true. It totally is, though. It may not. The art's great. It is pretty good. And I like the, uh, well, did the dinosaurs look awesome? The dinosaurs do look awesome. The people looked cool. All the weaponry and you the people. You got to see dinosaurs. You got to see dinosaurs. It's really fun. Uh, but I liked it. Uh, Car- Carl Maxi says, Sal, what do you think about a comic where Spider-Man 2009 battles Kang the Conqueror? Love it. I've never seen that. I don't think I've seen that. So, yeah. I'd like to see Kang just stuck in 2099. <laughs> I like that quote. Anybody can be sad. <laughs> Tiffany 2021. Uh, Nightwing, number 83. Yeah. Uh, from Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. This is uh, you may have seen this book like circulating the Internet because like people like to post pages out of context, uh, which is uh, toxic for the industry. (laughs) So, yeah, this is this is a great book. Of course, obviously, we've been singing its praises since it began. Um, But uh, you read this as well. So what do you think? I well, I I read most of it. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's great. So much so that I was like, did you read it yet? Yeah, I think you're going to like it. Yeah. And then I immediately sat down and read it. And it's great. Um. I listen, the action sequences are great. Not you true. know, obviously, you know, anything letting Redondo draw like explosions and fighting are spectacular. Yep. But for me, the strength of this book was actually the, the interactions, the, the second half of the book, mm-hmm. um, the interactions between everybody, um, the speech itself. It's just, this is a really well-balanced book. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and it has heart. Yes. Not the, no pun intended. No God. Um, Sorry. It's true though. This book has heart, Tiffany comic pop. That's going on the trade paperback. (laughs) DC, you can use that. Um, yeah, this this I thought was so well handled. Yes. It could have been really preachy or really fan servicey. Yeah. And it's not. I mean, it's Tom Taylor, he's he's a natural, Mm -hmm. but uh yeah, it all just works. Uh from from Nightwing's text conversation with the Bat family yes. to his actual conversation, to his interaction with Barbara. To his interaction with Barbara, to him like like checking the boxes. Like, oh, yeah. Checking the boxes. He goes to Tompkins, Tompkins Clinic. Yes. He goes to the Titans. Yep. He goes to Lucius. And he goes to Superman. And that, I was like, 
damn. Yep. Not only did I really just enjoy this interaction, I really like Redondo's take on Superman. Yes. Um, there, it's it's his own look entirely, mm-hmm. but also very iconic. Iconic, strong, and gentle at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and like they just have a really nice conversation. I truly love that Nightwing makes him laugh. Yes. And like it's at the like expense of his friend and mm-hmm. how like hopelessly you know stuck in his ways batman can be <laughs> yes um and i just i really liked that moment and that you know he like superman's like why are you coming to me kid you should be coming to, to batman to, you should go into batman and he's um, like eh. <laughs> well, i'll try no, to talk me out of he's it like, well, no, he but like he might prefer a text yes and he's like i want to talk to someone right um but then superman says that he's going away yeah and he, he like, indicates the Tom Taylor Superman Son of Kal-El book. Yes. And that like Nightwing should like befriend John. Yes. Which is interesting because it's like, he's like, maybe we could do super sons like this. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Nightwing and, and and John and older John can be buds. I would like that a lot. I expect, I think that Nightwing and John would not get along and I'd love to see that. I, I agree. I, I agree. Um, I also like that Superman says something really nice about Alfred. Yes. He looked, he looked up to Alfred. Yeah. Because like he's like, Alfred helped to raise some of the greatest heroes. And I was like, that is it's true. so sweet. Yep. Like, so nice. Accurate. Accurate. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, he sees that in, in Dick. Yeah. And then we have like a press conference. He looks outside. He's like, oh, oh there's a lot of people. I want to do this. He's like, I, can I be Nightwing now? And yeah. Barbara's like, no. No. You know, he says he values their friendship and then they kiss. Yep. I'm like, yay! But of course, they got married in death metal, so, you know. Whatever. Yay! Shit. So then Nightwing makes the nicest speech I've read in a while in a comic. Yeah, um, talking about what he wants to do with his money and, mm-hmm. and how he wants to give back to the community. And he has all these ideas and these ways and he knows he can't do it alone. And yep. so he's like brought all these people in to help him. And, yes. And that like he is like going to name the foundation, which we he'd been hinted at. Like, and we knew. We, I honestly, I wasn't 100% which way it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, But that, you know, he ends up naming it the Alfred Pennyworth Foundation. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's so sweet. That's when all the texts come in. I love this group chat. Yes. I love how well they like in a single text, single text panel, we get everyone's personality. Yep. Um, I love Damien. Like it's not a competition, but like, but you win, but you did win. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> um, and then the phone rings. Yes. And it's Batman. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Yeah. A lot. And he's like, Batman's just holding a photo. <laughs> yeah. Of Alfred and him when yeah. they were younger. And I'm yeah. like, you have that nearby. Right. You're sad. I keep all the that up. Yeah, I'm sad all the time. See, anyone can be sad. <laughs> Classic. Classic <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> and then the Heartless indicates that he's connected with uh, Dick yeah. in some way. So, yay. Sitting with his jar of hearts. Oh, he's a big Christina Perry fan. <laughs> uh, Trenton Brown says, Kang, check it out, Morty. I'm conquering Rick. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I would, I would. I would probably be like, wow, if they did that in a Rick and Morty episode. Yes. But it's like a, a ripoff Kang. I can't wait. Because they've never done, though they don't they don't like to do time travel. No. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Russell, I was wondering if you guys had seen Modoc on Disney Plus. I have seen the first episode and it seems pretty good. I did not. I, I didn't watch Modoc. It's just not for me. I'm we, just gonna pass. No, we're not gonna watch it at all. We we could look at the first episode, but I really don't want to watch it. We could that look show. at it. Look at it. There it is. 
Yeah, it exists. It's and just it's there. out there. Uh, I guess we should talk about Trial of Magneto before no, we wrap up. No, we have to talk about one more thing. It's all okay. about Supergirl, World, uh, Woman of Tomorrow number three. Yes. Uh, written by uh, Tom King with art by Vilkas Evely. Yep. Uh, it's still great. Right. I still like... <laughs> like reading the words. I like reading these words. Yes. And I still like reading these words. That's, right. That's just it. You know, like you could kind of tell where the story was going, uh-huh. although it didn't quite end up like we didn't get to the end the way I thought we were going to get to the end of this story. Sure. Um, but I still loved going on the journey. Yeah. That's what this is all about, which I well, there's still five more issues left to go. No, but I'm just saying like, this is, this is part, this is a sub of their journey. Yeah. But this is a full journey for this planet. Right. Right. And I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I really kind of like the way in which this this book is written that it's not only is it Ruth's journey yes um but it's Ruth's interpretation of Supergirl it's Supergirl trying to do the right thing you know yeah she's a product of not only like living longer on Krypton than Cal but also a product of Cal himself right and she had gone out to this you know, part of the galaxy or the universe even beyond it to get drunk and celebrate her 21st birthday. Exactly. But she can't help herself. And even though she's already on a quest to right the wrongs and the death of crypto, which I'm still like, but no, right. Um, she is, she can't help herself, but to try to right further wrongs. Exactly. And I love that compulsion in her character and the way in which she's written, because at times she's written as, you know, she she uses like the way I use what like right like, like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I dig that because you've got this essentially seemingly normal individual with yeah. this power and this desire for justice. Right. And so it like it's just dis- disarming to yeah. other individuals. And I I'm just I'm baffled at how Tom King can take a story that Listen, does the guy like to write about tragedy and, um, you know, stress and dealing with those stresses? Sure. But he does it in different ways each time. And this is yet another different way, homaging a bit of the Western, but also just homaging the, you know, oral tradition of telling stories. Because Ruth is clearly telling the story, obviously, to her family. in Later in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Like recounting her time with Supergirl. Yeah. It's just dope. I really like it. That's cool. What I haven't read it yet. Oh, <laughs> I literally just didn't have time. I was like, oh, ah, I'll okay. read this later. Well, I look forward to you reading it. Me too. Um, well, I look forward to reading I look, it. I look forward to you reading it. Yeah, me too. But listen, if this, if you don't like the way Ruth speaks, that's gonna not going to change. That's, no, that's the the constant throughout this series is that style of dialogue, and I really enjoy it. Like, right, I, I find it to be charming. Right, you may not, and that's okay. I get it. But I, I just like it. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, this trial of Magneto has uh, has happened. Here it is. Here it folks. is. Woot! It's written by Leah Williams with art by Lucas Wenick. Should be the trial of Magneto. Doink doink. Yes. Da 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 da. Yeah, X Men Law and Order. Uh, so yeah. Uh, okay. So how are you feeling about this one? It's fine. It's like one of the finest 
X-Men books I've read in a long time. There are parts of this I really enjoyed, and there are other parts of it that I thought the dialogue was clunky. Yeah, a little bit. A little, a little clunkiness, mm -hmm. especially early on. Yeah. Um, there's lots of balance in this book. Yes, I and, agree with that. And it's also, I do appreciate, though, the haste in which everything is being dealt with. Totally. Because they're all just trying to get ahead of it. Right. Like, this is a shit show waiting to happen. And I'm amazed by how, how, they, how, how Williams circumvents like the obvious, mm -hmm. you know, like they go, they have to break the news to the act to, to the Avengers. They call the Avengers. Well, no, they had to vote first, right? <laughs> they had well, they, to they had vote. To do, they had to X Men it up. They had to keep it internal first, and then well, they're decide. like, if we bring her back, we don't have to tell anybody what happened. Well, we had we dealt with that too. The the issue of like should because I know you know I that think, was I first... think Magneto's the one who's like, well, we could just bring her back, which yeah, is clearly like a, what we want to do. Quiet, in the first place. There's a quiet council meeting in which they're they're voting on whether or not they are going to utilize the resurrection protocols on a non-mutant because be yeah because they have backups of her and um quicksilver from their past right cerebro's been chronicling them since it thought they were mutants right which means that it's like what version of her would be resurrected the least complicated one yeah that's what's so juicy and amazing about this it's mm -hmm. like and because it's Marvel, I I wholly expect them not to do it, uh, because they could have uh, made Hank Pym a scroll since the Yellow Jacket incident <laughs> and during Secret Invasion, and I remember them just not doing that. And I'm like, wait a wait a just not just no. just not because like oh both people will be pissed that all of the years of Hank Pym being a wife beater will have been for naught, and everyone else will be able to uncomplicatedly use Hank Pym again. Right, right, But right. instead, he's a half-robot man, except he's not anymore. They split them. But, like, who gives a shit, right? Mm -hmm. Who even noticed? Yeah. But with Scarlet Witch, like, you can't use her without her being, like, either frustratingly uncomplicated, mm -hmm. which is like, I'm just Scarlet Witch again. Woo! And it's like, what the... F what are you talking about? You're, you're, like... You had, like, a silent genocide. And then there's the other version where she's like, I'm sad all the time. Plants versus zombies. And it's like, those are your options. And then you bring her back where she doesn't remember it. You do. You also uncomplicate the retcon by being like, oh, as it turns out, she actually is a mutant. Well, there is there is the other version of her that like the magic side of the Marvel Universe has been using. Who's just like, hey, she can teach classes and she's totally fine. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And Strange Academy. Because they just kind of ignore sometimes that the other. They have to. They have to. Um, I do what I here's what I like about this. Just overall, this concept. It's like you literally have. Um, Nimrod to come online. You have Onslaught, who's in people's brains. You've yes. got Sinister making Chimera. This is actually something that could fracture Krakoa, because as we see post her death, everyone's celebrating yeah. that the Pretender is dead. Right. Well, because that's what they spent their whole friggin' like germination of this right. society so celebrating. It's, it's like, like it's like you've got that. They could just bring her back and then they don't have to deal with the fallout of going like, hi, Avengers. I'm sorry. She came here and she got murdered. Right. Right. That's not a good look for anybody. It is not. Um. So, yeah. So they make they take a vote and only three people vote to bring her back. So that's that. She's not yeah. coming back. Kitty and, and Nightcrawler vote to bring vote her back. To bring her back. Yeah. And I was like. Okay. So why is Magneto wearing his Cullen Bunn suit so, for the yeah, first time really ever? That's a really great question. Magneto acts completely out of character in this. Yeah, so, yeah very uh, suspiciously out of character. So out of character, he's wearing a different character. So out costume. of character that for like a moment... You were like, is Mystique here? Yeah, and then she is. They definitely make sure to show us her. Well, sure. Because 
I'm sure there's another shapeshifter on this island. There is. They just they added one recently, mm-hmm. and it was from Children of the Atom. There you have it. Um, and Mystique runs into her during the Hellfire Gala mm-hmm. for a moment, and there, I'm sure there's other ones, but we I know for sure she is. Yeah, but they also really want you to see that Mystique is here, and that Mystique is also loving this because, oh, of course, she's the mastermind of Inferno. Yeah, well, she's loving this because she like met like Magneto's been the one who's like Destiny can't come back along with Charles, right? Like, but he's part of that. Yeah. Um, and so like, oh, you're gonna make a make a big deal about this, right? She's not even a mutant. Yeah, mine is right. So, you know, so they're dealing with that. Uh, they go and call the event. They call the Avengers. Uh, they say that they tell uh, Magneto like uses his powers to like hurt Xavier. Yeah. And like th- everyone's kind of cool with it after he stops. Yeah. Which, by the way, though, if he does use his powers for that, it, it kind of negates that it could be a shape. Or, or it's a combination of yeah, things. Be. Cause like, cause they reveal that um, Wanda was like killed by metal like that someone was manipulating metal and like mm-hmm. bound her hands and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, everyone's celebrating Magneto, uh, is, is like gonna, he's like, well, anyway, uh, okay, well, if they didn't vote my way, fuck you, I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna act totally not like the Magneto that's been, per- that's been portrayed in this entire run. Like right. just completely not. Uh, and they're like, well, well you, hold on. You're under like arrest. Kind of like, we need to talk to you. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, nah. it could also be just that he's like, Oh no, I didn't. If he didn't do it, he's like, I didn't do this, but there's, there's no, no way. way they don't think I did this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to resurrect it. I called her here. Yeah. And so it, it, it could be that his own experience, obviously um, with his um, past in terms of you know concentration camp you know the yeah genocide um just in general is coming back he's like they're hunting me right and so he just he could just revert back to well that. and it could be that maybe he was anticipating it which is why he put on his i'm a hunter cullen bun many like mini series yeah uh, magneto series yeah anyway so the x-men take uh no t- like waste no time fighting him it's not just the x-men because x-force is there x-factor was investigating this all the teams were coalescing Mm -hmm. to some degree yeah some of the teams right polaris is upset reasonably uh they all but but they all fight magneto and uh there's a great moment where like magneto is just holding his own and then friggin quicksilver shows up i love it like (laughs) he's holding his own and then scott's gonna blast him he's like where'd he go yeah he's gone quicksilver hey good use of quicksilver uh but yeah ultimately they uh they, they 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 knock him out mm-hmm. and then they try to probe his mind and it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So we'll deal with that later. Maybe she did it. Maybe she made him do it. Jean? No. Oh. Uh, Wanda. Yeah. Well, Wanda. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a yeah. second. So uh, you know, there's a nice little moment where like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants all <laughs> or whatever are all together. Everybody yeah. who, like used to work together, including uh, Wanda. Yep. Uh, or just drinking at the bar and um. And we see like this weird thing that kind of ruins everything for me. Uh, Cause I was like, Oh, I'm kind of excited about this idea that the implications, the resurrection protocol, like I'm, I'm hyped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can fix it. You can fix this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's like a mandate at Marvel. that's like, don't fix it. Like whatever it is, like don't people keep, people keep accusing us of not putting things back where they were or of always doing that. So yeah. it's not deliberately, even when it actually makes things better. Mm-hmm. So Wanda's not dead. I don't know. (laughs) 
that uh, you know she has she's she's narrating the book, and I don't know. She has this vision of a white-robed person plunging a dagger into her heart. Uh-huh. Uh, flowers blast out of her, and then it wraps up with her saying, "Magneto's or uh, Scarlet Witch isn't dead." Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful image. By oh, the way. it is spectacular. It is. Uh, and then we do the we do what I feel like this is the crappiest version of like a hit. Like it, it feels really like a is. really no, like it, terrible it's, imp- it's, like like a pretending like, oh. to do that. It look it feels like fan fiction in terms of trying to do the Hickman well maybe like, design thing. Perhaps what it is is a puzzle. Right. Like we're not seeing the full image. I mean, I'm I hope not. That that's what it is. And that like, this is a part of it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan of this graphic. I either. thought it was awful. Um, But I'm listen, wait until we like, wait until we, the end to determine whether or not this ends up being a good graphic or not. Right. Because, but it's like, it, but it, it did, it did not hit. I think the way they thought it was going to. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they thought it was like, going to be like, intriguing mm-hmm. homage to like or or, or in in consistent I but it's like, not i do like that the arrows become like trees, trees? like krakoa right but like what <laughs> yeah but that's not what these do yeah but anyway i don't know listen so, she can she can manipulate reality so yeah who knows yeah she like yeah so I don't know. Trial of Magneto. It's a mini series. It's a little event. I don't even think they were planning on she it. May... I, it's it's so it's wholly disconnected from what Hickman was planning. Right. So like maybe she is elsewhere, and like what she did there was to give the mutants what they wanted. Right. Right. I I don't like, know. She's just giving people that she's wronged a reality. Yeah. Like a or a version of her that does the thing they need. Right. Or they want it. That's I don't fair. Know. Uh, otherwise, I think it's fine. Like I, I enjoyed it when mm-hmm. I read it. That graphic, I was like, oh. Um, but other, otherwise, I'm like, Magneto being so out of character, so was, weird. Like, and I know that, like, I, I know it's on purpose. I know they're doing it on purpose. But like, I hope they're doing. It but on like, purpose. I shouldn't have to read a tweet to know that. Like the 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 work should speak for itself, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Because mm-hmm. I had to read that. I read where they were like, oh yes, he is acting out of character. Don't you think that's interesting? And I'm like, yes, I do. But like. I'm not stupid. <laughs> like I don't need this spoon fed to me, but if I do, that's kind of on you. Well, again, like I, I, when that happened and maybe it's just because I've been reading so many X titles, I was like, most of the things that have been done have been done. On so purpose, deliberately, on, like deliberately. So like, I was like, Oh, he is acting weirdly, but the more it happened and the more consistently it happened, the more I was like, this must be intentional. It, absolutely. It wasn't like one page or one panel or one. That no, was a whole damn Everything thing. Everything was weird. Yes. So I was like, okay. Yeah. It's probably that the earlier dialogue, like some of the like investigation part, again, it's a little clunky for yeah. me, but Oh, it was a the little dialogue clunky. improved throughout the issue. Yeah. I would agree. I don't know what was up with those first few pages, but I was like, is it okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the art's okay. It's yeah, pretty no, good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it the art was great. It feels weird that we're doing something that's seemingly pretty big. I mean, I think Inferno is the bigger oh, yeah. event going on, but the Trial of Magneto has has weight, and it, like Laraz or someone like that isn't attached to it. That's, that, that feels weird. Well, because this was supposed to be like an X Factor or something. It was supposed to be like a mini series. It was supposed to be a sub story in another X Men book, and then mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh, make it a big thing. This is a big thing." Right, right. And it's like, yeah, okay, but like, <laughs> you know, as long as it's consistent. Yeah. 
Uh, but otherwise, you know, we'll see. I think issue two is really going to be the good indication as to whether this I is am, like listen, great I, or not like I'm not going to keep reading. this. Oh no, yeah, I, totally. I naturally am. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Eckenberg says, re I read Avengers tech on after you <laughs> talked about it last show. I feel like it's worth the price of mission just for the panel of Spider-Man and MJ carrying an unconscious Wolverine into the Quinjet. Yeah, they do do that. That's fun. Yeah. I, cool. I, I feel like I don't know how they did that. Yeah. He's so heavy. Right. He must be. <laughs> uh, so let, uh, any, anything else? that you read no well uh let's talk about the sp <laughs> let, let's let's give recommendations and we'll talk about the trailer okay uh so yeah uh obviously i'm gonna recommend uh tech uh 1042 i think i might be off off this book but i'm gonna read this one to be sure uh amazing spider-man 72 is coming out if you are reading sinister war you need this because you need like dialogue in this series uh i also am recommending uh robin number five from uh, Joshua Williamson, I'm enjoying the series, and uh, I, I think you're going to be getting some more Robins, finally, in this book, which is kind of fun. Mm. Uh, the most anticipated book of the week for me will be Spider-Man Life Story Annual Number 1 from Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley and uh, Andrew Hennessy. Uh, Mark Bagley's doing a variant, I'm sorry. So Andrew Hennessy's doing the no, art. No, he's the penciler. That's oh, the okay, great. Good. Uh, so it's going to be, and by the way, when they make like the oversized edition or whatever of Life Story, this will be added into it. But it's basically just like, another another issue for life story so like duh yeah i'm picking this up are you kidding me uh i'm going to also give superman son of kal-el number two a shot we'll see how it goes okay uh yeah it's tom taylor he's worth another shot okay uh king spawn number one is one of the most pre-ordered books of the year so i'm gonna be checking that out as well what? sean lewis writing spawn okay i'll check that out i guess um also you know spawn it's spawn it's spawn uh batman 89 number one was a little like mm, eh, we'll see mm -hmm. but superman 78 number one we'll see how that goes vendetti's writing it so or venditti uh so at least it will be like really consistent you know it'll, it'll be it'll be superman right right so that that's pretty super it's pretty super indeed it's pretty wizard i'd say i would not Why so not? what are you uh what are you recommending i'm trying desperately to pull these because i yet again did not do it beforehand naturally i'm pretty pretty great everybody yes oh i want to also recommend barbaric number three okay uh, barbaric numbers one and two the art was phenomenal story is fun it's like rat queens but like you know conan they're making a winter guard book wow uh you're late written by ryan katie okay uh i'm gonna well let's just start throwing some stuff out there wolverine number 15 i'm gonna recommend that ben percy and adam kubert yay it's just worth it to, to see it yep. um this is continuing that so uh, solemn story so and the uh iraqi pirate crime lord sever right. Mm -hmm. uh, so i'm gonna check that out i you know i am yes uh something is killing the children number 19 is coming out wow uh die number 19 uh part four of the final encounter approaches oh no so, uh, i could check that out strange academy number 12 i like that book it's just fun i know it's, just, it's dealing with consistently mis it's dealing with misery so i'm like yay i remember <laughs> that yeah once in future number 19 batman reptilian number three yeah because, we didn't talk about two, but like, but yeah, I just want to make sure everybody knows what's coming out. Coming Amazing out. Fantasy number two. Yay! And I can't wait to read more of this. It's Kari Andrews across the board. Totally. Uh, fun little sort of like anthology kind of thing. It's, yeah, it's it's fun. The art, the the covers are spectacular. The covers are spectacular. They look like old like you know fantasy 
novel kind of things. Yeah. I might check this out. So I saw an ad for this uh, this morning and uh, I've been seeing this ad a lot and it says only in August. And I was like, well, you got one more effing week. Well, here it comes. And here it is. <laughs> uh, Superman versus Lobo number one is coming out. Uh, it is 48 pages. It is $7. So why well, maybe it's up to you, Tim Seeley and Sarah Beatty yep. on this one. So that's up to you. I don't know if I'll be I'll check it out. You will? Yeah. All right. Well then yeah, it's let's... a black label book, so Oh, that'll that'll do it then. That'll do it. That'll do it. I'm sure I'm missing something here. Like I feel like there can't just be one X book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> can there just be one x book is that right? possible am i just bad at reading things because that that could also be as we get down here it's fewer and fewer yeah bigger what did i miss for some reason i, I thought trial anything. of magneto was coming out next week and it wasn't no so maybe it is i don't know i don't think so well we'll see what i read next week then other than some of the things i mentioned yeah. just now yeah uh and uh oh also cable oh yeah cable cable reloaded Part of, the he is. part of the last annihilation so if mm. you're looking for more cable you can check that out but that'll uh, be old man cable robert ramos wants to know did you finish the other history of the dc universe no we uh have we have them though we have all yeah. the books but uh we're reading those physically so because uh, it's a black label book yeah uh so yeah spider-man no uh way home the trailer was leaked and so here's the thing i was uh i i, I was formulating this feeling about this trailer because I'm on TikTok. Uh, you can actually follow us on Comic Papa. I hate TikTok like so much. It's just and it's like weirdly addictive. It's like this. It's it's like the Internet created it. Like it's like a human being didn't invent it. It's like Grant Morrison had a villain invent it. But it's just this thing that like draws you in and it forces you like it pulls you in with like the promise of something you want and you're just endlessly scrolling. But like, I find that the scrolling, I'm looking for something that I actually want to watch mm -hmm. as opposed to like actually enjoying myself on the app. And I, I think it's just because the content is so utterly disposable, but through TikTok, I felt this like echo chamber of the no way home trailer. This, this overwhelming vehement calling for the trailer people are like just constantly going like when are we going to get this trailer when are we going to get this trailer why isn't the trailer here yet uh -huh. and i'm like who gives a shit <laughs> and i oh, find that like I'm... a lot of people give a shit but it's and it's like there's two other marvel movies that are coming out there are two other marvel movies coming out they could really use your eyeballs but more but not even that because they, they're going to make whatever money they're going to make they're marvel movies doesn't matter they don't need yeah. my help but like for me it's like it's a trailer it, it's it's a preview the movie isn't coming out any sooner. The trailer is just going to show you more things. And it, and it, and it, and it occurred to me, like maybe the, like it's one of those things where I find that like the people who comment on the culture influence the culture itself. And I have another thought about that, that I'll leave for another day. But okay. like, there's this thing about how, like maybe the fact that people who need to, to get you excited about like people who comment on the culture, like, like me and you, like yeah. people like us who like, go oh a trailer let's make a video about it that those people who need to make seven or eight videos a day talking about the things you like to watch have been like telling you that they need this trailer to come out but really they don't like they need the trailer to come out so they have content to speculate on mm -hmm. you don't need that trailer to come out you just think you do because you're being told by the people you watch that you need that trailer to come out. I don't know. It was just this whole thing where I was like, I was having like a, like an existential crisis and I'm like, Oh my God, 
but like I I've never seen as much like vitriol and like extreme reaction to the desire for a trailer to come out. Okay. Like ever. Like, and like we lived through the Phantom Menace. Like when they said there was going to be a Star Wars movie and then three years later they made one. There wasn't nearly this much reaction to when a trailer was going to come out. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I just haven't seen it in my lifetime. Right. And from what I remember from the culture at large, like people enjoyed far from home or they hated it. Mm -hmm. So why is it that I hear from both camps? They all need to see this trailer. You know, it, it just seems like, Oh, this feels like it's just like an outside force. That's like kind of like manipulated the culture to say like, we need it. We got to get this trailer. And then this, like this, this fervor conjured the trailer. Like it, it just, just, the desperate need to have this trailer willed the trailer into existence to the point where you had to film it on. It's it's literally an iPhone filming another iPhone watching trailer. That's the trailer that people are watching. Is that it's not even a trailer. It's not even a leak. It's a leak of a leak of a leak that's being leaked, and it's just like I I, I don't know. And the trailer isn't even done. The CG isn't done because of course if you watch corridor digital you'll know but like the reality is apparently like for when a movie is being made you know it costs a lot of money to make all the special effects and it takes time and effort and money and stuff like that but like for the trailer they just pick the best shots and then they use whatever cg they have available and they make the trailer from that mm -hmm. but like this the, the 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 cg for that is not final like cliff of the big red dog that's a movie that's coming out the cg looks horrible and it's like they pick four shots and he looks like he does he looks like they spent a weekend making cg sure clifford so like of course it looks bad but like this trailer you don't you there are there are like there's like green screen and stuff and it's like it's not done the trailer isn't done no, the well, movie isn't done right and so it's just like you're you're not even you don't even want to see it you just you're just screaming for no reason i think listen we've all all of us all of us have lost a bit of our patience. Absolutely. From a year of being inside I, I or dealing mean, with stress. I just mean as time progresses forward and things are faster than ever before. And I don't think that's a detriment. I think that's great. I, I think, you know, that it's, it's certainly generated some good for our it lives. It has. I mean, like, listen, that that's, a, there's like life-saving ability there. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. And communication and yeah. it bridges relationships. There's, there's a lot of good. I'm not, wrong. I'm not crapping on no, no, modern no, technology. But like, I or... think that like, there is a level of that though, that has like degraded the coll conversation collectively, all of us, our ability to wait. Yeah. It was already tried for some people. Yeah. But like it's just you know I I do it all the time and right. I'm like damn it what am I doing right yeah I find myself being like I have no patience sometimes. being influenced by my lack of patience right right and so like you know the more something has been hyped up the more it's like I have to see it and I it's not even like I have to see it I need to see a sampling of it and from that I will make a decision on right. it there are there are it's it's hard to do that because that's true if you I've seen many a trailer that I'm like, meh. <laughs> and then I see the movie and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, was like, good. Yeah, yeah. No, it just wasn't a good trailer. Or I've seen a trailer and I'm like, whoa. And then I see yeah. the movie and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. A, a trailer in and of itself is a commercial. It's there to sell to you. Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. People, Lots of people make lots of money off of marketing things to other people. And sometimes marketing is used for good and sometimes it's used for bad. Um, but a trailer is in and of itself, it's an art and there are people who make them for a living and that's all that they do. Like they... May yes. not, they know you not edit feature films. All no. they do is they edit trailers, yeah. and they edit trailers to get you to get your butt in the seat of yeah. the theater. And sometimes they'll they'll also edit a Suicide Squad movie. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
But, you know, the desire to see it is the desire to to, to have that Spider-Man trailer there is is like, I can't wait. Right. I can no longer wait for things. Yes. And I and I, I need to make a decision about it right now. Right. I need to make a decision about it right now. That's really what it is. I think it's less about like needing to wait and like learning to have patience and this other this 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 thing of like instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, just give it to it. There's an old video that we use as currency from uh red versus blue. Like, uh, it was about old. it's the history of the internet. And it's like yeah. it's like a 20-year old video or whatever. Ridiculous. And it's still relevant because yeah. it's just it's talking about you know does anybody have the new creed cd i do give it to me give it to you why should i give it to you you're not giving it to me fast enough give it to me faster like yeah. that was a joke yeah. but still accurate and now yeah. it's to the point where it's like it's not even a conversation it's just like give it to me like i, I in our own comments for this video we were talking about the trailer people were like where is it like no but where is it though no, but no, no, but stop talking and just show me the trailer. I and can't. I'm like, we can't, we're not going to. And that's not what this is about. Right. And don't you think it's kind of fucked up? Yeah. That you're like, ah, like, right. I and get being excited. Get, yes. Like, not like, I, I remember when we go to like cons and like your front, you're the front line or you're at like an event and you're yeah. at the front of the line and like you, you get really excited, but then you get people who like push you. That's scary. There's a difference between anticipation and crowd mentality just not being able to put it to, to keep it together for a few seconds yeah anticipation is something that should be treasured yes like honestly like anticipation is often the thing that you actually are looking forward to versus the thing itself right like there's something to be said about like going to something you know you're going to enjoy and the the journey there because it's part of the fun and yeah. the the event itself may not even live up to that right like the trailer for Phantom Menace is way better than the movie. Well, yeah. And it's like, but you don't know that now because yeah. you saw the movie and it's become a meme. So it's like, but trust me, like when that trailer came out, like I remember, here's a, here's a thing that dates me slash also is like not relevant. I remember when Kevin Smith cut and released just for the View Askew fans, the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back trailer. Mm -hmm. And that was a digital only thing. And okay. that trailer, that movie itself is a fan service movie, but like the trailer was a fan service trailer for a fan service movie. Mm -hmm. I gotta tell you how hyped I was. Right. I just couldn't keep it together. I watched that trailer so many times, right. like 480p on like an iMac. One of those ugly things, you know, with mm -hmm. colors. But, uh, you know, just, I, I remember that anticipation, but I wasn't like mad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I wasn't like frustrated. I was just like, ah, I can't wait for August. And it's like, I don't know. It's just th this, this phenomenon and the resulting, like I'm, I was feeling this before the trailer, before the trailer was leaked. Like when I was just seeing uh, uh, the umpteenth TikToker slash YouTuber slash Twitter person was like, when, no, but like, when are we going to no, but when are we going to get it though? And I was like, guys, I think it's time for us to have a serious conversation about like mitigating expectations and like chilling the fuck out. And then, and then like it, it literally birthed the trailer into existence. And it like, of course it was like the shittiest version with the shittiest quality. It's yeah. not even finished. And, like, but like, that is the, that is the end result of that kind of coupling of, of commentator and culture coming together to create something. They created this, this unfinished, like, mistake mm -hmm. and it sends the wrong message to everyone and it's just like yeah i don't know i'm, I'm I, I don't mean to proselytize i'm sorry i didn't mean to take our comic book review show and be like let's talk about the culture but like but sometimes has, i want like and i don't want to have this conversation a lot and i don't want mm -hmm. people to fucking tweet at me or message me and be like here's what i think like i, I just wanted to start the conversation
hopefully. Like, I'd like to at least broach the topic mm. to be like, listen, in a non-judgmental space where I'm not calling anybody out specifically, mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, yo, take this minute for yourself and think like, why do I care so much mm -hmm. about something that doesn't make me any money, impact my life in any way? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it just, just, no, just I, chill out for a second. I do. I, I, and here's the thing. I think the flip side of that as well. There's nothing wrong with also like feeling disappointment for something. Cause I was thinking as you're talking about this, like I know I have been, as many of us have been, uh, I've been patiently waiting for the next God of war game and oh, totally. to hear it was pushed back. I'm like, damn. Right. But I'm also not like, what the hell? But, like, like angry. I'm not angry about it. I'm just like, like someone's got to pay oh, for this. I'm like, that's a shame. But <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, I have you know, more in my other life projects you're working on and I want it to be good. Right. Right. And yeah. so like, cool. Like it, that's one side of it. This isn't, this isn't even like, okay. So like, listen, how many times you could, let's not make it a drinking game. Um, <laughs> but like how many times do I have I brought up silent Hill on this show? That's about comic books. And there is technically a silent Hill comic book. So mm. there are, there are more but than like, a few. There's a difference between that. Yes. What's going on there yeah. with Spider-Man and what Konami does, right. in which Konami has like all these properties and refuses to really do anything with them or treat them with any respect. Right. And so like there's a very different reaction. To yeah. Where it's like a lot of people out there are like, please just give us a new Silent Hill game. Right. But please. You're right. Please. They're please. like, how about instead we'll work deeply into one and then pull the rug out from under it. Right. Like, right. Like we'll totally do that. And like there's a different level of like, give it to me there because yeah. that's desperation. Right. That's like, just, I just want it. I just, just anything. Yeah. I have anything. Right. Please. And, sir, and may I have some more. And my frustration with this is like, I'm seeing this from comic book fans and I'm like, you have a thousand different places to get Spider-Man mm -hmm. and you don't even like this Spider-Man. Right. Like, right. Statistically no, speaking, you is... don't even like the Spider-Man. Why do you need to see this trailer? Right. So bad? This is actually like sort of like, whipping people up into like a fervor absolutely and i can and i can promise you that sometimes that works like sometimes that works to the favor of the people who are doing the whipping and the people who ge who generate money from that like i can imagine that sony slash disney are like man like you gotta admit this is some terrific publicity right. but like they're not like i promise you they're not live on this because for them they lost the surprise they lost the like the the position of authority yes. over you and now if they decide to drop it they have to rush yes. to complete something to put it out there and so the product that comes out there may not be on the best foot and you know a thousand articles are going to be written about it, like a million tiktoks will be created about it there'll be tweets there'll be this everything will be centered on this yes probably someone lost their job over this no doubt i, I mean, mean like and here's the thing. If, if you leaked this trailer, you deserve to have lose, lost your job. Right, right. And if you're the friend who lost the job for that person. That sucks. Yeah. No, you're no friend. Right. Like, there are, listen, do, do companies do fake leaks? Oh, totally. Yes. But they're oh, yeah. in control of that narrative. Right. That's not what this was. No. Um, but I don't even, I'm not, I'm not, and by the way, we're not like, oh, poor Sony, poor oh, Disney. Oh, I'm definitely not like that. Like, I, the only thing I feel bad is it, like, I'm wondering. It detracts from It detracts from everything else, but it also, like, I, I do feel bad. Like, if that person did leak it maliciously, like, screw you, that's, that's a shit move. Cause mm -hmm. it's like also, you know, fans are not going to get the product they should have gotten. They're not going to get that first initial reaction of like what it might actually be. They're going to get like some like crappy version of it and then something else. Yeah. Second trailer is never quite as exciting. Yeah. That's kind of what this is going to be now. Yeah. Um, but if it's not, and it was like something where they had something, they showed a friend. Yeah. 
Right. That sucks. That really sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I end up thinking about the human component there. Mm. Where I'm like, that I didn't even think about life that. Is ruined. Right. Their friendship is ruined. Right. If that's what it is. I make stories. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, it's a shame and it's sad. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost in the spirit of ruining. Yeah. Where, you know, people at this point, not only do they want to do something like this where it's like, Oh, we took this away from them. And like, again, I'm not saying like I fully support like huge corporations like that. Not at all, but people did work on this. Right. Like human beings worked on it. Yeah. Not just a big company name. Like, no, like they do want to tell a story and the people who made these movies, like, you know, there's, this, there's an entire like production team that makes like the, this that's possible. Yeah. But you know, there's also like an industry out there of people who want to spoil movies for you before you've had a chance to see it. There's an industry out there who wants to spoil comic books before you had a chance to read them. That's the thing is like, and that's such a, that, that, that like you really suck if you do that because like it's already like a, like a poorly handled, like low selling industry. And it's like you're stealing from like people who don't have half as much or, money. Yeah. Or you're, you're, you're taking from someone's own real reaction to something. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's just but it's that need to like instant gratification. Like I saw this and now either I'm doing it to be a dick and I need to ruin it for you. I'm just or like, so I, I, I'm just so I, I've lost leave of my of my senses. And I have and to I, I have to talk about this right now. We yeah. all have to talk about it. Are we all talk? I didn't yeah. read it. But now thanks. But now it's ruined. So, yeah. So now I can't. Right. Have, it's just, I can't ever have that moment again. Yeah. You can't ever like see something again you can't ever have a first reaction to something again you can't ever play something for the first time no ever again that's true um and so to have that taken away sucks and so for those listen if you saw the trailer we're not saying you're a bad person no no i i, I there's there part of me desperately wanted to see it because i do want to know you do want to know i know but like i'm not i don't want to ruin it like I want to watch it in high definition. If I'm going to watch it, I'm yeah. going to watch it. I mean, I have like six other podcasts where I talk about movies and comic books and stuff. So like, obviously I have to watch it just for that, for that element of right, it. Right. But hopefully they do release something. Yeah. Then. Well, and also um, like, here's what we didn't do on the show. Watch it and give you a breakdown of every moment and then speculate about what happened in it. No, because it's not even, it's not, a, it's not even it's finished. Not a finished trailer. Um, I, like I, I want to talk. Know. I wanted to use that opportunity and use the thumbnail and the and and the and the tag to yeah, talk no, about the conversation. Yeah, we use that part. Yeah, we well, because I want to. I want to start the conversation, or at the very least, add to it to be like, yeah. yo, 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 chill out, like dial it back. Mm -hmm. And me too, you know, like people like like us who talk about things that don't really matter or matter to help make you a better person or to get you through the day so you can provide for your family. Like, you know, that's. We we are but a speck of dust in the ongoing yeah. like universe of your existence, and you need, you know, you, you need to think about that. So uh, some super chats came up while we were talking oh, about that. Well, Memento Mori you. says uh, showing up super late due to work. Just wanted to show my support and oh. shout out Moon Knight number two for having phenomenal art and colors. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 it really does. It really does. That's funny. Um, we didn't really talk about that, but we we we. It's a good point. Uh, Dex Baker says I missed almost all of this video. Catch up. Catch up on the replay. Well, hi on the replay. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. uh, Ro Radium Theater Productions. Green Lantern number one. You got sent last week. Inspire me to buy the run. What do you <gasps> think of it? Also, have you read Checkmate slash Justice League from Bendis? I'm off of all DC Bendis. I just can't anymore. So I'm off. I didn't read Checkmate. I read Fool Me Once. Shame on, shame on you. Uh, I read his event Leviathan, and I'm out of all DC Bendis events from here on out. But uh, uh, yeah, I kind of like I kind of li liked it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Green Lantern number one. I was like, oh, cool. Like, nice. I don't. I have no complaints necessarily about it. I was All like, right. plus it's John and you know, and and the interaction. I wanted to see like at the very least Teen Lantern interacting with yeah. characters. I'm like, oh, cool. It's like, no, it's good. Like, it's it's actually good. Yeah. The art's really good. Um, what was it? Uh, Joseph canella fervor might be due to andrew and toby i mean here's the thing the spider-man fandom in terms of just the movies alone is to you know meteoric proportions yes. and I, I appreciate that like yes it really does stem from will they make a sequel to the movies that i wanted or will they make a spider-verse live action movie and you know will i get closure on those movies that like maybe had potential and i might like more than the mcu mcu version like yeah yeah it's it's all those things and more like mm -hmm. it's not just a new spider-man movie it's not just it might be the last spider-man movie it's not just it might be a sequel to amazing or just or, or raimi it might it, it's all those things plus mm -hmm. Trailer culture, commentary culture, pop culture. It's all those things into a perfect storm of like, yikes. Yeah. That uh, like, you're only setting yourself up for disappointment. Like, I know that I have a reputation for being cynical and like, I'm not, I am an optimist and I am let down by that optimism. And that is what is confused for cynicism. And it's like, I you need to mitigate your expectations uh, when it comes to other people's art, you know, like, Oh man, I hope that Van Gogh's next thing has like a lot more oils in it than last time. Like, I hope he paints a daytime scene instead of a nighttime scene. Like, yeah. can you just think about that moment for a minute then, and then apply it to every piece of art you, you uh, absorb because yeah. that's what it is. Like well, it's, it's, it's them expressing themselves right. And like, you can't possibly match that level of expectation. Right. It's also like, it's not, you're not commissioning these films. Right. <laughs> and they're not making them for you. They're making them for everyone. They're hoping as that many they are. people as possible, they're hoping that they which are. is a catch all. But like, it's also like, if you've ever gotten a piece by an artist, right. if you tell them too much of what to do, you may not be happy with that piece in the end because there'll be something slightly off with it. And what it's missing is what the artist brings the to the table. spontaneity. Yeah. yeah. Like what the artist would bring to the table there. And so it's like oh i got this thing from them and i told them every single little blah 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 yep, and, and here it is the thing i asked for in excruciating detail is everything i wanted but something the soul is missing from yeah it. that's true also like i didn't see the trailer i can tell you this it's not a sequel to spider-man 3 and amazing spider-man 2 like it's not you know mm -hmm. it, it's it's not because it's not possible and even if it is like carrying over elements or characters, like that's not going to be them making that. Mm. And like the, the Snyder cut culture of like, if I yell at a company long enough, they'll make the thing I want. Like they only did that because they thought they could make money. Like, and, and they launched an app. Uh, yeah. And, and then they launched an app and they can't like, they really were like, come on, we just need to be a people over there. Yeah. And they, yeah, they spent billions of dollars to make an app and they needed to get people to subscribe. And they thought that's the best way to manipulate you into doing it. Like that's why they did it. Not because they believed in Snyder's vision, but you know, that's, that that's another element to it. Mm -hmm. uh, Cosmic reader says, I understand that MC Spidey and some Liberty had some, has some liberties to his character, but I don't understand why some Spidey fans think he's hundred percent not accurate. especially since I see a little bit of ultimate in Tom Spidey. Yeah. I like the, I, I think ultimate's there too. I mean, he's, he's a movie Spider-Man. It's never going to be comic book Spider-Man, you know, like, Right. There are a lot of amazing things that Raimi did that like they wouldn't have made without Raimi's love of the character. Mm -hmm. um, but 
you know, there are some things that are missing and there's some elements that are like their liberties taken. It's because it's his interpretation. Yeah. Like I, I kind of like Garfield more than Maguire, but like, I think that Maguire's version is a more faithful adaptation of Peter than Garfield's, but I'd rather see Garfield as Spider-Man in, if you're going to compare just the two of them. So like all of them have their own elements and he's such a big character that there's so much to draw from. And I think that's a big, part of why some fans don't like it is because there is so much of him there's so much history in the comics there's so many eras of him and interpretations by creators yeah that there's something about the character that they latched on to there's right. something that means something to them and if that element's missing because you're you're doing a film you mm -hmm. have however many minutes in that film to encapsulate it yeah right and and so you're gonna have to leave some stuff out totally especially if you're doing on something on a grand scope like having him interact with other heroes it has to come about differently and so they definitely have to leave some stuff behind so that thing that made spider-man special to some folk may not be there right and so they don't like it well not only that it's it's also that they have to leave things out to tell a cogent story mm -hmm. and it's the same thing when you watch uh, or listen to a podcast mm -hmm. about a topic you love and know intimately and they have an hour-long show and they leave out things yeah they do it for brevity not because they forgot it but your comment is always you forgot this and it's like your life is or your identity is tied into this thing or your fandom is attached to this thing and so as a result you know everything and you want to hear it all validated or referenced but mm -hmm. like it's impossible to make it's impossible to make a good product and put all the ingredients into it mm -hmm. you know like i like cake you're not going to put all the eggs and all the sugar into it you know you, you need a perfect balance of ingredients to make a good tasty product and it's the case with movies with with comic books with podcasting with I, everything i like that cake analogy because what makes a cake delicious won't make a soup delicious right it's not the same thing um it's two very different things exactly but um, it takes a right pro it takes proportion and it takes mediation and it takes moderation to make it something mm -hmm. palatable yeah um yeah, so that's, you know, just, just that whole thing. I just wanted to talk about that for a minute. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, I think that with Spider-Man in particular, it's 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 especially, like, vehement. It, it makes people really riled up because I think a lot of people tie their identities to who that character is. Like, Red Letter Media did a video about Indiana Jones 4 and how bad it is, and it is terrible. But, like, <laughs> they went in another direction with it where they were like, the reason why people don't like Indiana Jones 4 is because people because Indiana Jones isn't a character and they ascribe their own personalities onto Indiana Jones and they don't want to see themselves old and terrible. And so that's why they didn't like it. And I'm like, that's, that's just incorrect. I mean, like, listen, like that may have happened and maybe pe people in their circle, maybe in their circle. Yes. They, but like they saw that, I don't I, think that's, that's not why I don't like it. That's right. It's um, just a lousy movie, but, but with Spider-Man, that doesn't mean that's not there. No, but like, I think, no, I think that's an interesting idea, but I think it has more applicability to Spider-Man. Mm. I think that people who love Spider-Man think they are Spider-Man or want to be Spider-Man. And so when bad things happen to Spider-Man in comics, movies, wherever, means they're happening to them right. even on a subconscious level and as a result it makes them get really agitated like when a character drags them through the mud or mm -hmm. makes them experience any kind of like anxiety it's why like people love dan slots big time but don't like anything else that he did because <laughs> big time is the highest level spider-man achieves in terms yeah. of respect and like success 
and then he is brought down low and he keeps losing and mm -hmm. it's like i don't like slots run for a number of reasons not the least of which is the fact that he keeps losing and he like treats him like he's a failure and that might be because i have like a connection with that character but like there's also just not there's no fun watching a person lose all the time but i i do think that with spider-man there's an especially like strong connection between the the audience and the character mm -hmm. uh, to a degree where like there is a disconnect between like Batman and characters mm -hmm. you know like even though Batman is a human who can do anything like most people go like I can never be Batman with Spider-Man a lot of people I think think I could be Spider-Man or I am Spider-Man to some degree and that like that blurring of lines between reality and, and fantasy makes people get really agitated when something happens to Spider-Man mm -hmm. in any culture and like I that, I, I think that's like another element to why it's like, why it's so, why it gets to fanaticism levels of, of reaction. I think it's, I, I could see that. I think it is often the fact that um, folk, there is so much draw to him and like people can come in to liking Spider-Man much like Batman in, yeah. in various ways. Like there are cartoons that people, maybe they just watch those right. and they watch the movies. Right, yeah. Some people just don't have any connection with Batman. People, Hollywood thinks Batman is a James Bond character. Right. No, it's it's all over the place, but like much like with Batman, with Spider-Man, there's a couple of different avenues you could have come through to meeting this character totally right yes and so especially if you only know him from the films oh yeah it's a drastic change absolutely each time he arrives yeah, if your favorite character is spider-man because of raimi then i get why you have no love for or any or or, or any, any patience for any other interpretation mm -hmm. because it's so radically that yeah so yeah i mean i and i appreciate but that. it's That's not fair. only that but it's like because he is a bigger character there are more people who like him and right so there are more people you're going to run into who have the same opinion or the more people you're going to run into have a Don't. different opinion yeah and so it's just there's a lot yeah there's a lot to talk it's about a lot of baggage there's a lot absolutely. going on with it absolutely um it's not like you have a smaller fandom which even then can be toxic at times totally just because just because Some, there's just no well, there's no diversity of opinion. There's or, no or, or or you run into the folk who, you know, we've all known this person who's just like, I'm the greatest fan of them. And I'll well, I know the most. How. Yeah. And it's like we can all love it in our own ways. Right. Exactly. So it doesn't make it someone more of a fan than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, think about your fandom and, you know, that, that's all just like when you don't don't forget when you love something or you're enjoying something that's made for enter entertainment value to think about it for a minute like don't yeah. just don't just blindly enjoy it because like i think it's easy especially now to get caught up to get mm -hmm. really caught up in anything whether it's a relationship or your comic books or your movies your tv shows your video games like i think it's really easy now to get really wrapped up and to not see the forest for the trees and to lose sight of like what matters or at the very least like your own your, your own self mm-hmm and to check in <laughs> once in a while because yeah. it's really important to do that uh lest you yeah. there's like... a comment that was just there and i really liked it honestly oh, sure, sure. It, it was just like i really appreciated like the perspective because it's something i hadn't really thought about just talking about how like someone liked the venom movie because they like the spider-man um the lack of him or oh, the spider-man ps1 interpretation oh yeah, yeah. Of it. like there's just like it's different looks but it's like but thank you for saying in like a really like respectful and oh, like totally nice way like i i very much appreciate that because you know we weren't huge fans of it, but right. That, but like, I get why people like it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get it. And I kind but of, I didn't have thought about there that. There are elements like, to cool. Venom that I thought were like fun and I yeah. enjoyed, but like, yeah, I, I have an issue. Doesn't matter. 
No, but like, but like, yeah, but I'm glad that that's expressed. And I, 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 that's the thing is whenever anybody like criticizes something that you love or you enjoy, or you, 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 you absorb for entertainment value, it doesn't necessarily mean that like, it doesn't mean they're attacking you, mm-hmm. which is a really big issue where people ascribe their own selves to the thing that they like. Oh yeah. I think so we've they, all they, been, yeah, they feel like they're being, we've personally all attacked. been there. Yes. Like, you know, but remember you're not being personally attacked. Yes. But the other thing is that just because something is criticized doesn't mean that they want to take it away from you. Right. You know, like I didn't like, I didn't like the Venom movie. It doesn't mean that I think the Venom movie shouldn't exist. Right. Or, you know, or, or, no. that, or that you are bad for liking it. Right. Or we, that, we've seen bad movies. Yeah. And you know what? Like some of them shouldn't exist. Yeah, no, that's true. But like for but, a lot of reasons, <laughs> but they're none, none of them are like with big characters or anything like that. It's like usually something that like, yeah, right. Like, uh, like should Birdemic two exist? Right. Like, I, no, I that, yeah. So. Birdemic two should not exist. <laughs> right. And it's, be, and it's like, but it's cause it's not funny and it's not, it's just made deliberately to be like a meme. It's like, <laughs> There's no, there's no art to it. Uh, Not like the first person. No, that that's a masterpiece. <laughs> Joseph Canella says, sorry for the second question, but what did you think of the HBO Black Canary movie announcement? I don't have any thoughts about it. I don't care. Like, I... I it, it, I uh, I kind of dug the Black Canary from Birds of Prey. If she gets a movie, good for her. Yeah. It just further complicates the DC cinematic universe because like was happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, like whatever, knock yourselves out. Yeah. Like it, it's it's on HBO Max. Like I could watch it or not. I didn't. We didn't see Space Jam two. I was sure that I was going to see Space Jam two. I've seen enough about it. I'm like I'm good. I could never see Space Jam two. And it's just like, but I knew that there were parts of it. I'm sure I would have enjoyed or could have watched. And I could watch it anytime. But mm-hmm. like. It's over there. I'll watch it maybe one day. Yeah. With the Black Canary movie. I don't love Black Canary. Like, I don't, I like her, but I'm not like a Black Canary fan. So I'm not like, I don't have an opinion. Yeah. So it's like, whatever, knock yourself out, make one. You know, hope it's good. <laughs> Literally that. You know, call Tom Taylor. He gets her. Get some Green <laughs> Arrow in there. Why not? Ooh. But, uh, you know, anyway, uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. And don't yes. forget, if you did like this conversation and you like the show, uh, I promise it's not that heavy or weighty that much. Normally, we just talk about comic books uh, or the movies that come out. Yeah. But usually both. Uh, <laughs> But uh, if you liked it, subscribe uh, over here on Comic Pop Returns and, of course, over on YouTube.com slash Comic Pop, where we're almost to 100,000 subscribers. It's probably could take another year to get there. But hopefully, you know, with your help, we will, you know, we'll get that 100,000. <laughs> do it. Uh, but uh, we thank you so much for being here. Especially thank you to our, subscri- uh, to our subscribers for watching and to our super chatters for sponsoring this episode. Thank you. And for everybody for indulging us in uh, expressing some opinions that we don't normally hopefully do. I don't like to take out the soapbox too much because it's our show. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take this moment especially because I like live shows and I really, I get, I get really like jazzed up when we're live. You do. So uh, yeah, but thank you all so much for being here and, uh, and for, and for indulging us. And uh, don't forget to check out those books that are coming out Tuesday and Wednesday, That's DC right. books, Tuesday, everything else on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and let us know what your favorite books are of the week. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode of off the rack. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye. Bye.